0: This is the Jibber Jabin' with Jerdman podcast powered by Blue, a nostalgic gaming podcast. VODs are available on Spotify, Apple and the YouTube. We're up to episode three with the one, the only, Fid McAwesome. Hello, Fid.
1: How you doing, hey. mate? Welcome, welcome. Well, uh, awesome to be
0: here, dude. This is... It's Mick awesome to have you. Um, this is uh, the Jurdville studio. Welcome on in. This is where we do the pod. Uh, I stream out of here every night. And uh, this is episode three of the Nostalgic Gaming Podcast. Um, we chatted to Noel on the second episode and we chatted to Pete on the first episode. And now we've gone across the ditch to chat to Fid, <laughs> who's not across the ditch, Um currently located in the safety of New South Wales. Um, Fed, welcome on in. Uh, why don't you let chat and all the people out here listening and watching the pod, uh, let them know who you are and w- what you do.
1: Um, yeah, well, um, I work in the gaming industry, have done for shit, well over 10 years now. Um up until literally last month, I was working with uh, content creators like yourself, Jared and um, uh, some of the biggest content creators in the world I've had the pleasure of working with right down to uh, some awesome startup uh, content creators uh, uh, in my time at uh, both GTWP Academy and uh, at uh, GoToGame, which I was a co-founder of uh, that company. Um, and. Uh, now I have jumped to the other side of the gaming industry and I help um AAA developers and um publishers make their games.
0: Uh, that that's that's that's, that's <laughs> crazy. It's um that that's a big leap to that's a big leap to make from cuz I know that you've been involved with a lot of uh collaborations like in music and in and, and gaming and um you've got yeah. your uh you've got your you've got your coffee empire as well. Um So I
1: always forget to mention the coffee company. You've got to mention coffee's the
0: it's like the biggest drink around. My wife, my wife,
1: and I own a coffee company.
0: (laughs) There you go, and a coffee company. There we go.
1: Yeah, but yeah, to to speak to what you just said, yeah, it's uh, um it was a big jump. Um, having spent the last few years working in marketing side of things, I've worked with, um, you name it. When it comes to the gaming companies, I've probably worked with them. Um, I think that there's one one gaming company I never had the pleasure of working with in my time on the marketing side of the industry, which was, funnily enough, Activision.
0: Ah, Activision, yes. Yeah, I never, yes. I never
1: worked firsthand with Activision. I worked on some Activision-branded stuff, so some Call of Duty stuff and things like that, but um, I never worked directly with them. It's the only one of the big publishers I never had the opportunity to work with.
0: Oh, I'm trying to load up your uh, website. Why is it not liking? I'm trying to load up your coffee website, and it's just not liking. I don't know why it's not liking it.
1: Oh wait, maybe let me double check that the is still working.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe... <laughs> I'm getting a forbidden 403 over here. I don't know. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I'm no. trying to find the, the coffee for it. The website's down. Oh, the website. Okay, well, the website is down, everybody. Um, uh, it's. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pronounce it. I'm guarantee it's gonna be wrong. Uh Morina Kahi. Okay,
1: good good effort. It's uh, everyone look, everyone that's not from New Zealand gets this wrong. It is Morena Kaffee.
0: Ah, oh, I like that. I like that.
1: And the literal translation of Morena Kaffee is morning coffee.
0: Love it. We love it. We love morning brown here in Judva. We love it. We love a, we love a nice <laughs> cup of morning brown. Amazing. Um, yeah, well, the, the, you, think you the can awesome, get it. And so the <laughs> awesome
1: part of our coffee is, uh, we've got two blends. One is Morning Mana, where uh, all the profits from that go towards um, um, Maori um, charities back in New Zealand, um, and we've got another uh, blend which is uh, Black and Deadly, which all the profits from that go to Indigenous uh, charities here in Australia.
0: There you go. You like you you you. Your... Making coffee, like a lot of people have issues with, a coffee is like ethical sourced and all that sort of stuff. And here you are giving it back. It's um, it's awesome. It's it's
1: yeah. Well, all of our coffee is also eth- uh, ethically sourced as well. So we've made sure yeah. we've ticked all the all the boxes on that one. Um, and the story behind the coffee. I know this is not a coffee podcast, but no, um,
0: we we chat everything. Go for it.
1: So we had trouble in Australia, and I don't want to talk shit about Australian coffee because we have found good coffee in coffee shops. But um, finding good coffee to purchase, which is a stronger blend, because we're used to a stronger coffee in New Zealand. Like, you go to a coffee shop, and the standard is a double shot in New Zealand. Whereas here, it's not, right? Um, So uh, we wanted – and it was actually during the pandemic. My wife and I got bored, and we were like – you no, know we can't find good coffee here. Why don't we just start a coffee company and we started it up during the pandemic because we were bored.
0: <laughs> a lot of people did like I started well the pandemic wasn't quite here but I, I mean I started streaming and found my love for content and um that during the pandemic too. A lot of people sort of a lot of people outsourced and and maneuvered and adapted um during the pandemic because you had to. So Yeah, yeah. What what a way to adapt let's let's do coffee everyone loves a coffee as soon as we mentioned coffee chat just went Whoop, coffee
1: yeah yeah and yeah look and our, our coffee also like we spent months coming up with the right blend as well like coffee that we like for our palate um, but the funny thing is every time we've and, and look jerd i'll send you i'll send you uh, one of each of the um, blends as well uh, oh, to try Jay loves the coffee i love people, the coffee too most people that uh try it literally it ruins coffee for them after that because if they can't get hold of our coffee, they're just like shit I've got to drink other coffee.
0: I'll show you what I'm dealing with out here, hold on.
1: I've got I tell you what, if it, if this is gonna be some Nest Cafe Nah Robert Tim's coffee
0: bag. <laughs> oh They're not bad, they're not bad. They're, I mean it it you know it, They're not good. It, it, at night when you're in the studio and you've got to stream for another three hours. I I can't judge. I'm I'm
1: drinking a Red Bull at the moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, Yeah, so we do, we do. you know, we chat coffee, we chat movies, TV, everything, but this is a nostalgic Gaming podcast, so it'd be remiss of me uh, not to ask, what's the first game you remember ever playing?
1: Oh, my God, I hate this question. (laughs) It's funny, every interview I've ever been on where it's the first time on somebody's show, it's the first question they ask me, Um, but I get it for this show. Um, And I always struggle to remember. Um, I've always had video games around me, and I've managed to narrow it down to two games. So my cousin had an Atari um, when I was younger, and Mm -hmm. I have a memory of playing Breakout on that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, and I, but I also have a memory of playing California games Ooh. on the Commodore.
0: Yes, we love, um, yep. we love California. I, California games is one of those games that I would love to see a remake of, and I don't know why there's never been a remake I don't in know the traditional. Who
1: the rights to that one?
0: In the traditional. You know, old-school style. I don't know why Mm -hmm. there's never been a um, a remake of that. I think
1: the only copy of California games I currently have is um, on the Atari Lynx.
0: The Atari Lux? What's say Lux? Oh, Lynx.
1: Oh, the Lynx, yes, yes.
0: Sorry, let let me use an
1: Australian accent. On the Atari Lynx.
0: No, I thought it was some. I thought it was some random obscure. No, 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 no. On, I'm on
1: the link. Um, it's the only. I'm pretty sure it's the only copy I've got.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I used to. I used to love that. I used to. Uh, we've chatted about it before. The, the foot bag. Um, uh, I like the foot bag. But anytime you got the upgrade, you didn't get the surfboard or the BMX. You always got the foot bag. Was the first upgrade you ever got because it was yeah, the only yep. one that we used to spin around properly.
1: Yeah, I, I used to love uh, the surfing game in it, and the terrible retro actually no it wasn't terrible it was amazing for the technology but the um
0: wipeout music oh yeah oh yeah uh, bombora or whatever yeah that was yeah that was it really got you in the uh in the mood for it it's funny how video game music very sort of basic i can hear
1: i can hear in the back of my head right now the 8-bit version of uh, wipeout
0: yeah like, it, it, it's, um, and even the foot, like, even the footbag music, I can hear that. And, um, it's, it's funny how that sort of gets ingrained in our brains. Like, from, I guess from a young a age. A drug, that, yeah. Like, it's, it's, and, um, I was listening to a, a podcast that chats about, um, I think it's called Strong Songs or something, and they were chatting about, like, the Mario theme. Um. And the Mario theme was done. Like I think they had what ninety seconds or something. I might have. Been, and he had like the kilobytes that he had to be able to do that theme for what the Just the twice. task was. And then he's done something that ha- has laughed, lasted decades and will probably last forever. You would think that the Mario theme is never going to disappear from pop culture. Like it's only oh, one yeah, of those right. songs that and, we always and now
1: hear. now it's now it's about to be. Um, uh... In the new movie as well.
0: <laughs> it's right? a Chris Pratt. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, the greatest actor of our generation.
0: Oh, uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, they could have got The Rock yep. to do it. I guess Pratt's better than The Rock, I guess. But...
1: Oh, dude. I tell you what, I was very anti him when he got cast. Uh, we'll see when I watch the movie. I may soften up to it. But the thing that annoyed me is Charles Martinet was right there to the point where he is in the movie. Yeah. Charles Martin. they've got him voicing something in the movie. I assume it's going to be Waluigi or someone.
0: He doesn't like but he doesn't like for, for us, yes, he's so I mean, you know, yes, let's go. But I mean Chris Pratt to bring in the, you know, the non gamers, I guess. I mean But these, the thing I, is I, I feel like sorry cartoon, for the voice actors.
1: But you don't need big voice actors in movies.
0: Nah. No, but I feel sorry for him because because it's such a dying art now because voice acting is like Besides video games, I guess, voice acting is not... Like, you look at the guy that like did Futurama, who I can't remember his freaking name for the life of me. He, um oh, why can't I remember that guy's name? Oh, it's so annoying. Um He was saying that these, like, movie actors getting voice actor roles, they're, they're like our roles. Let let, let's, let us voice actors get the, you know, the stuff that we deserve instead of just Chris Pratt rocking up and doing his normal voice. Uh, I'm a voice actor, Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't get it. What's the worst video game adaption, do you think? Like, what's, like, TV yeah, show? Movie? Mo- yeah, TV show, movie.
1: Oh. Okay, so. Dude, we've got a plethora to choose from, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I think I, I used to, my auntie used to be Street Fighter. But... I've gone back since and watched Street Fighter and I now think it's so bad it's good.
0: Yeah, it's one of those movies that like Raoul Julia. Like I mean, if he if he probably wasn't it's in Roald that Raul
1: Julia's last movie.
0: If he yeah, that's the thing. If he if he probably if he wasn't in that, then probably no one would care about Street Fighter. I mean oh, it had no, no, Jean Claude. No,
1: no, no, no. My and, gen- our generation would have loved it because there was umog
0: well, Mag- and Jean Claude Van Damme.
1: And Kylie Minogue, yeah.
0: Yeah. So but I mean, it's. Have
1: you, have you actually looked into. There's a whole bunch of uh, articles on this about the bullshit that they went through filming that movie?
0: I may. Something's tweaked my brain, but I can't yeah, quite. Yeah, it was like, like they had
1: to sneak um, uh, the actors to the set every day because there was a civil war going on in the country that they filmed in. And um, uh, I think it was Kylie Minogue was trained with like two days' notice on how to do. Uh, martial arts and it's yeah it was a rough movie to work on apparently really? Uh Jean-Claude Van wow. Damme was so coked up like they basically <laughs> had to coke him up to get him to be functional <laughs> on the movie, on the set
0: I used to love Jean-Claude Van Damme like I used to watch, and I'm talking when I was young kickboxer, I used to watch, dude. what's that? The Kickboxer oh, I, don't, oh, I don't know, I I used to I like Wrong Bet um, and um Oh, the one where he got the the one where he got the oh that was a wrong bet. Where he got the the sand thrown in his eyes by that by that um oh was that wrong bet? No, Bloodsport. God, Bloodsport. Oh, Bloodsport was brilliant. That Bloodsport. Thank you, Smitty. Yeah, Bloodsport. Yeah. Oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> that brings but back a bring
1: voice actors, dude, because the company I work for now uh, there's a company called PTW, right? So, um, we, uh, we do a whole bunch of different things in the gaming industry, which also includes, we own a company called side, which is the biggest, um, audio production company in the gaming industry. Um, so we, we've done voice, uh, all the voice work for games like cyberpunk. We were the ones who hired, uh, Keanu Reeves and did all her, his voice work. Really? Ahead, so, yeah.
0: Well, I've just hit up PTW with a follow on the Twitter sphere over here. I've just hit the follow button over there. Yeah, um, that's us. I just funny funny we're talking voice acting. I something had across come across my newsfeed and um it was they wanted voice actors for I think an indie sort of game and stuff. So I sent off like four different voices for four different characters in a in an email and did a whole bunch of I did like a deep sort of dark voice <laughs> and I did all that sort of shit and then um I haven't heard back, so I guess they're not looking for it. It's a bit hard to get rid of that Aussie accent. Like you try, yeah, but just sort of it, be uh, a bit generic, and it doesn't really. We're see
1: more Australian uh, characters and New Zealand characters involved in um, games now. So mm,
0: that's true. That's true. It's always because you can you, you can get you can you can say like you know you can get half a sentence through, and there's just one word or the end of a word that just gives away like your your accent. So I guess yeah, I guess well, one of the best things thing is like, to not try and mask it. I guess.
1: For the Australian characters, we need to start actually using Australians to voice those characters because historically they've gotten American actors to put on a oh, Australian terrible. accent, and we all know it's bloody terrible.
0: It's 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 so bad. The um the there's a game coming out called I saw it at PAX, which I also saw you at PAX this year last year. Um, it was a game in the indie section. I love my indie games, and it was called Repeller Fella. And it looked a bit like, it was like a choose-your-own-adventure, Mad Max, psychedelic, post-apocalyptic fever dream, basically. But it was so nice to hear Australian voice actors. It was great. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing.
1: And, uh, look, hopefully in my new role, I'll be able to uh, start bringing more Australians and Kiwis into some video games.
0: I was actually, I did a little bit of, I did a little bit of, I did a little bit of research. um, And I thought I'd just look up New Zealand's, like games, like biggest games developed in New Zealand and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the guy that did DayZ, the mod like the mod DayZ, is a keyword. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rocket. Yeah. Yeah, Rocket. And now he's, now he's formed Rocket. Um, Rocket Works. Yeah. And then they've done um, other stuff as well now.
1: Yeah, they've. Um, what was the last release? It was uh, one of the biggest games on Steam the month it was released. Path of Exile? Um, no, no, Path of Exile is a no. completely different New Zealand game.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a Kiwi game too, Path of Exile, which Tencent bought, but initially Kiwi.
1: Yeah, well, well the funny thing is is um, uh, Icarus.
0: Oh, Icarus, Icarus yeah. that open world survival. Yes, yeah, so I played yeah, Icarus, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. i got to go back and play game. more.
1: Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Daisy was a New Zealand game.
0: Um, Lomu uh, Rugby?
1: Lomu Rugby is not a New Zealand game. Is it not? It's not a New Zealand game. Um, was it rebadged, was, leader, was it? No, no, no. It was globally released as Journal Lomu Rugby. Oh. But it was because at the time, Jonah was the biggest name in the world in rugby. Okay. Yeah. So it didn't matter so I know, country, I know, you were from, you knew who Journal Lomu was.
0: I know they've done... Um, I know Sidhi was um, a, a New Zealand's, um dev company who did uh, rugby... Li- I think they did the first rugby league live in conjunction with... True blue. Uh, true blue, yes. Based yes. here in Sydney. Yeah, so that was a that was a collaboration between Sydney and um and True Blue. They did a I think they they did the a few rugby league lives up until Rugby League three, I think. So um there's definitely um, yeah, um definitely uh, heritage over there.
1: Yeah, true. True blue are actually based just down the road from where I live now. They're in um, 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 uh Pichurst.
0: Okay. It's good yeah. to um Good to see the like the little you know Aussie K- ANZ, um, like devs doing well, Look, we're, the...
1: we're, we're heavy hitters in this industry, dude. Um, like even if you you want to go back to retro games, there was um, uh, Melbourne House, yes, yeah, one of the biggest developers to come out of Australia back in the 80s. Um, yep, and uh, they released some huge games that ended up being massive worldwide. Um, and so there's an amazing lineage of games in this country. There's actually some really interesting facts about um, uh, some retro consoles and stuff as well, which have really weird links to New Zealand.
0: Okay, explain. So,
1: actually, I'm going to show you something. Can go I go on. and grab
0: something? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. We we got we got nothing but time. We got nothing but time. Look at those arcade machines in the background there. Look at them.
1: So, can you tell me? What the first ever
0: Sega console was? Well, I'm going to say Master System one, but I'm assuming that's incorrect.
1: That is massively incorrect.
0: Yeah. Oh, did they did they collaborate with? Pla- no, they didn't. No, that was who was collaborating with PlayStation. Someone else was. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo.
1: Huh? Nintendo was supposed the PlayStation. Oh, original yes. PlayStation was supposed to be a Nintendo device. Okay. Yeah. So 1982. I think it's 192. On the very same day that Nintendo released the Famicom. The Famicom?
0: Uh, Yes, yes.
1: Uh, Um, Sega released their first console. So they actually went into the the market on exactly the same day. However, Sega's first console was a failure. It was the Sega SG-1000. Wow. Right. Now yeah. you may notice something is that if you have a look at that it doesn't actually say on the console Sega. It says Grandstand Sega G1000.
0: Grandstand Sega. Okay.
1: So there's a British company called Grandstand who they used to repackage consoles in England and usually it was things like these little handhelds.
0: I had Oil Panic. It was a double screen one. I had Oil Panic and I had um, Donk, the Donkey, the Orange Donkey Kong one. Oh, those ones. Yes, yes. Right. That is so the Grandstand. Yes.
1: Grandstand used to repackage these and sell them as Grandstand products in England. Blah 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 blah. blah. Anyway, the guy who owned and run Grandstand Games, um, he emigrated to New Zealand, and when he went, moved to New Zealand, he brought the company with him and started Grandstand Games in New Zealand. Um, now, Grandstand Games ended up coming into Australia as well and it all came out of thing. He started a relationship with Sega because Sega at the time were making um, uh, exclusively making arcade games. And they basically let him know, hey, we're about to enter the console market, we've got this game coming up, blah, blah, blah. blah. Two countries in the world got the Sega SG-1000. Japan and New Zealand.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And you got one? Um, huh? And you've got one. How, how, many, how yeah, many did I've they make? A, I've got a boxed one.
1: and uh, So these ones here are so rare, the New Zealand variants of them. That people generally don't have them complete and boxed. Wow. Um, but they're so rare that I have in my DMs um, Austin Creed from the WWE. What's his wrestling name? Um, 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 Any wrestlers in chat? In chat Any come
0: wrestler me in chat. fans in chat? Let me, let
1: me, might, oh,
0: might be a Google.
1: Xavier Woods. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Xavier Woods. I haven't watched New wrestling day. things
0: like Hulk Hogan and... and, and, and so I've got Latter him Man in my DM still, <laughs>
1: I've got him in my DM still from three years ago when he was in Sydney for a 2K event uh, trying to buy this off me.
0: Wow. I yeah,
1: suppose you haven't... I, I'm, I, I,
0: I'm assuming Noel's probably got one of those because I think I, I would think Noel. I don't
1: think no, no, no. Noel does not have this.
0: Noel doesn't have one of those. Oh. No.
1: So me and Noel keep up to date with each other about what yeah. he's got. Like he has got some really cool shit. He's got some I obscure want. shit. Yeah. Yeah, he has got some obscure shit. I think this may be one of the only items that I've got that he wants.
0: Okay. Um, that
1: looks. it looks pretty. I actually, cool. also, I offered to sell it to him about three years ago because I needed money to um, (laughs) do something, and he was like, "Dude, I don't have the money that you're gonna need." I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) If you were to paint that black, if you were to paint that black and red, that would look quite similar to a a Mars System One. It's been a few years since I've set my eyes on it. Oh no, that was that was that was not that was not that looks a bit more like an Atari sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's yeah, right. So that not- that was the other way. Yeah, that didn't go in. That went out. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so there's the Master System one. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Was oh, Hang On like that inbuilt game story. on that? Hang On? Was that? Was it Hang On, that inbuilt game? This one here doesn't
1: have Hang On. This one's got some other obscure title. I do um, uh, They did come with Hang On.
0: Because we used to hire that from the video shop back in the day when you'd hire... We need would hire Dude, a, a, a this console from be a video This is going to be one of those shop.
1: podcasts where I go off on tangents about weird little okay. stories about my gaming collection. So that okay. Master System 1 is the very machine that I used to rent from the video store.
0: Is it really? <laughs> yeah. it's awesome.
1: Uh, I found it at a, a garage sale uh, in my hometown. I just happened to go to my hometown to visit my parents one day, and you see that there's a white sticker on there that I you know normally you'd buy a retro console and you give it a bit of a clean up and all that. Yeah, I haven't cleaned this up intentionally because that sticker there it says on there Sega Master System Telecenter Phone 84544. That's <laughs> the very one I used to rent. So um
0: that's crazy that you that. Yeah. Like I have I said before on the, on the podcast that we hired uh golf mania or tennis ace so much on the Mars system 2 that the the video shop eventually just said you guys can just have those games because we oh. i them so often like so you I, guys I, I, as a
1: kid them. i used to hear people tell stories like that and i didn't think that they were true
0: yeah no because i oh, will like back in the day of mum and pop like um video shops and stuff and game shops and that um because we'd be pretty friendly because well, i mean we we're down there quite often um yeah. And we'd go to yeah, return you know, it. We, you
1: know, you got a problem when you're on a first name basis with your yeah, local video store, right? Yeah,
0: and you just hire. Yeah, you know, like we, I'd return it because you had to return it, so I'd return yeah. it, and then I'd like walk out the door, walk back in the door. Ah, uh, can I get that? Uh, because the nearest, the nearest video game shop to us, and I'm quite lucky that my parents sort of, they bought us like a Mars System Two, and um, I used to be able to, I used to be able to convince mum and. They would enjoy golf mania. They'd play the golf game and um they used to play the Atari back in the day as well. They'd played like decathlon, but um they don't game at all nowadays. But I used to have to convince mum to to drive half an hour, 45 minutes to Castle Hill, which is a big sort of the big smoke compared to where I live. Uh, there was yeah. one video game shop at Castle Hill called Castle Hill Sight and Sound. If you're an Aussie if you're if you're a Westie or whatever, listen to the pod. Uh, I don't know. Let me know on Twitter or something if you remember Castle Hill Sight and Sound because we used to have to go there. And it was a lucky dip because you'd get a game and you 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 never played it. You'd never seen anything about it. And you're like, okay, I hopefully it's good when I get based home. On what
1: was written on the back of the box, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, those images look good. Sounds like a game I could play.
0: Yeah, you had I'd no. Like draw
1: whether it was Going to be a good game or not? <laughs>
0: No reviews, no videos to look up, no literature at all. You had the back of the box and the booklet, and that was it. Exactly. And you had the you had the nineteen oh two hotline. The no, that wasn't. What was it? It was double o double five back in the day. You'd have to ring up and get your your secret cheats for your games and stuff if you got stuck. And they're sitting there furiously with a book trying to tell you what. Is
1: that, this line. is somebody you should actually um, get on the potty at some stage. As um, um, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, he used to work on the Sega hotline. He's based here in Sydney.
0: Okay, I'll well, have to.
1: I'll 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 send you a link to his handle. Yeah, I let me know. know. Yeah, cool. That'd be that'd be he's, so he's, interesting. He's
0: really yeah. Yeah, that'd be so interesting to chat to about. Uh he, he's, what a, he's he,
1: a retro collector as well. So,
0: okay. What are, what are the what? So what machines you got behind you there? If if you're listening to the pod. Uh, Fed's got yep. a whole bunch of arcade machines in his gaming room oh, there. I'll
1: send you a photo to check Is up it on M- Twitter or something. Okay. It
0: looks like NBA Jam on the yeah, left.
1: So, got, so These are, these are all uh, arcade one-up. Up? One yeah. Yep. 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 Um, before I moved to Australia, I actually had original arcade machines, full-size ones, uh, in my kitchen um, That's amazing. And dining room. Um, and when I moved to Australia, I was like, I'll sell my machines and I'll just buy them when I move to Australia. Not realising that the machine that I bought for $500 in New Zealand is worth like $3,000 here. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea how expensive those machines were here. So uh, once Arcade 1-Up came out, I um, was like, yep, I'm going to get me some arcade machines again. So I've got um, Street Fighter 2, the original release that they did for Arcade 1-Up. I've got um, NBA Jam, Um, I've got another NBA, oh, another Street Fighter 2 machine that I was actually, I bought that off a mate of mine that works at Capcom, um, for a hundred bucks because it was hanging around in their office and they weren't using it. Um, and I actually brought it home, gutted it, replaced the screen, replaced all the controls and I've got it running off a Raspberry Pi and it's got like 3,000 games on it.
0: Wow um allegedly okay. allegedly Wait, everybody allegedly allegedly
1: yeah um over out of shot i've got a um cocktail cabinet which has got a few things like pac-man and whatnot on there um and then i have a digital pinball machine that i built myself during the pandemic
0: oh that's amazing that's yeah. cool you got space cadet from windows <laughs> I actually
1: was looking at seeing if somebody had remade that table because I was like, how cool would it be to have a full size space cadet? But no one, no one's remade the table for a digital pinball
0: Is that a is that a basketball hoop on the left there? Is that a big basketball oh, yeah, yeah, hoop yeah, yeah. setup?
1: Got, yeah, but I've got the. Uh, it's actually one of those Aldi jobs that came out uh, okay. a couple of years ago. But uh, yeah, the basketball game. I've got that there. Underneath that, I've got a uh, VR racing sim rig. Um God. air hockey, and foosball. You got kids? Yes, I have two kids. I've got a twenty-one-year-old who lives in New Zealand. Okay. Um, and I have a sixteen-year-old that lives here with us.
0: Okay. Is, is the is the stuff a bit old school for the sixteen-year-old, or is the sixteen-year-old love all that stuff?
1: Oh, he has his moments. Hey, um, so he grew up on the three hundred and sixty. Okay. Every now and then he'll jump on the 360 just for because it's his nostalgic kick, right? Um, but both of my kids, since they were little, um, I've played um, uh, on the Nintendo 64. Played 007 with them. Yes. Uh, and we've got we've got firm rules on 007. Yes, uh, Golden night Which one of the important rule is no odd job.
0: Uh, yes, because he was it. He's what was he? What was his strat? It was a strat with odd job, wasn't it? He's, he's
1: short. He's shorter oh, he's... Than everyone else. ah, okay, yeah, because he's shorter than everyone else, he's harder to get. Um, okay. Uh, so no odd job, and we only play golden gun,
0: okay? Yeah, 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 okay.
1: And that's just because it's hilarious when one of the one of us gets the golden gun because it's a one shot yeah. kill,
0: yeah. Have you played the new, we're looking on your TikTok at the moment, you found a 360 still in the box, and it looked like an Elite 360. Oh, no, it might have been the, the yeah. smaller. Was it the Elite? No, no, it no, that's, the,
1: it's the, it's the second-generation 360. Second-gen one. one, okay, yeah. yeah. So, you found uh, it and it worked. <laughs> I've got some stories when it comes to this. So my wife and I, um, uh, we... Do this thing, we call it street bounty, right? Um, essentially, it's you know, living in Sydney, different suburbs have their uh, council roadside rubbish pickup. The pickup, yes. Right? Yes. So, when me and my wife first moved over here, we literally had nothing. We came mm. over here with nothing and we're building a house up from scratch. Um, I think I bought like a $99 fantastic furniture couch and fantastic furniture bed and that's what we started with um and then we just were walking to work because we were slowly buying shit up with our wages as we were getting paid each month and we were walking to work one day and they had this collection we were just like people are just throwing away furniture and (laughs) all that sort of shit honestly we were like it's crazy the shit that people are throwing out so we've got this hobby now and we do it at least once a month, Some sometimes we'll do it a couple of times a month where we'll drive to wherever, whatever suburb's doing the roadside pickups and we'll spend a good couple of hours walking around the suburbs with a flashlight and just looking through these piles of rubbish to see if there's any gems in there.
0: Because um, you never know. We, with my, we were, I was driving back from swimming lessons with my, my eldest the other day and he's like, Dad, there was the lounge on that guy's front lawn. and I'm like, <laughs> I said, Bud. I said, we, for starters, we have enough lounges. I said, um, said but do you think that lounge, it was belting down rain too, by the way, but I'm like, I said, do you think there's a reason that lounge is on that front lawn? He goes, maybe they've got a new one. I said, yeah. I said, also maybe someone had a massive dump on it and they've decided to put the shit lounge out the front. <laughs> I didn't say that exactly to him, but I said, no one wants a poopy lounge that's going to stink. Yeah. And he's like. Yeah, I suppose that's true. You still, BC still checks them out. That's okay, BC. You got to trade up, yeah. which is what you you do. You know, someone will get something a little bit better from a hard pickup, and then they'll give something else, and then someone else. will They just—it's the paperclip. And I,
1: I, I reckon people do it because it's exactly what we've done over the years. Yeah. we've upgraded couches and all sorts of shit. And look, I'll be honest, most of our furniture is all brand new now. Um, but we still go out there regularly, and we've, we've gotten picky now where we'll be like we'll grab something if we think it's cool or if it is actually a good pickup like that 360 like it was an amazing pickup right it was a complete in box 360 with a stack of games but that's not the coolest thing i've found gaming what's that um i've found multiple 360s for some reason people just don't care about the 360 um,
0: I I did give my 360 away as well.
1: <laughs> right, uh, but yeah. I've got I found an Elite 360 complete in box, I've found a Modern Warfare limited edition. Wow, uh, 360 on the side of the road, and that was just literally just sitting on the side of the road on its own. Um, so I found those. I found a couple of whees, but my coolest one. Oh. Luckily, everything's within reach. This is the coolest thing I've found so far. There's, I don't know if you can see this, a ColecoVision
0: Vision. Oh wow, you found one of those. That's yeah, crazy. on the
1: side of the road in a box.
0: Oh, show me that. Is the controller attached, or can you bring it? It's
1: attached,
0: but. Yeah, that's the one I used to play Donkey Kong um, Junior, or whatever it was on it. Yeah, that that with that round thing with and the keypad. Was,
1: and that was just sitting on the side of the road in a box, and
0: I was just like, "Yep, I'll take it." I haven't got one of those in my collection. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's I. It's that hindsight thing, though. Like, I wish I had kept all my Lego when I was little. I gave, I sold that to my grandma to give to my cousin. Like, she bought my a big one of those old school like plastic bins, you know, the ones with the screw top and that. A big yep. plastic bin uh, of Lego for like twenty bucks. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, That's twenty crazy. bucks is cool, and I'm just like. I wish I'd have kept that. Like, that would have been... Yeah. Uh, and now I've got all the Lego, and now I'm like, oh, man, I could have had so much of that <laughs> stuff. Uh,
1: ModsBZ in chat has just said he doesn't look at them, but he looks at them from the car. And the thing is, though, dude, is I would have missed out on that machine if I had just looked at it from the car because it was wedged between two couches. There's a box in between them, and I would not have seen it if I hadn't have got out and had a look. Yeah, you got to get out. And I mean, if, if you're going to do is, it, you might as well
0: do it properly. You might as well get out and, you know.
1: You know, the funny thing is, is I actually stopped to look at that pile because I saw a Nintendo GameCube sitting on the top of the pile. Jesus. Yeah, and I got the GameCube. It's somewhere around here. I've got like four GameCubes because I've I just
0: never owned a GameCube. Up. Never owned one. I, did, I, owned them. I missed I'd it completely. I never got a
1: GameCube when it was new and when it was relevant. Yeah. Um, and look. To be honest, the GameCubes that I have got, I've only probably turned on one of them and played games on them once.
0: Yeah, um, I've
1: only got it there to complete my Nintendo collection.
0: Yeah, see, Nintendo's weird. Like, I used to go over to my neighbor's house across the road, and he had a a NES, an uh, old-school NES, and um, we'd play that. I remember playing, like, Kung Fu on that and Kid Icarus and... Um, a whole bunch of other stuff on that. A side bike was awesome. Used to love that. Mario Brothers, of course. Bike was
1: dope.
0: I love the side bike level in Mario Kart. I um, I love that. I, I love that in Baby Park. I'm a Baby Park dude. I like going around circles. Um, But, yeah, I never really had any. I I, I had... Oh, no, actually... No, I actually... See, I'm t- I'm t- but- I, I had a... No, I didn't have a NES. I had a SNES and I had a 64 and I had a Wii and I have got a Switch. So, I mean... I guess I, I I guess I've had Nintendos. I, I thought I hadn't, but I guess I have. But yeah,
1: I was always a Sega kid. But the funny thing was, is because my parents were weren't well off, I got each console when the next generation came out. So when the Mega Drive two came out, my parents bought me the Master System. And then okay when, yes, and then when the Master uh, Mega Drive Got down to like bargain basement prices when they were getting ready to release the Saturn. why yeah. my parents bought the uh, mega drive for me. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I just hired the mega drive. Um, and then we got the mega CD add-on from. This is a similar story to yours, I suppose. Um, my dad went into the video store to grab it because it was our local Lotto store as well. And uh, he went in to buy the lotto, and they said, "Oh, your kids uh, one of the only ones that hire our uh, Mega CD anymore. Um, do you want to buy it for them?" And okay, he—I think I think it was like two hundred bucks, and he bought us—wow—Mega oh, Mega Drive two and every single title they had.
0: Oh my lord! So we crazy. had
1: like an almost entire, complete collection of Mega of Mega CD games, and this actually brings me to the question that I was going to ask you is. What is your biggest nightmare story that happened with getting rid of a, uh, one of your gaming things? Because my one is the moment I moved out of home, my dad sold our mega CD.
0: Oh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of gaming. If I've lost, I'm I, I have more. I, I used to hoard cords. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cord hoarder i have a big box yeah. of cords all sorts of different things i think every sort of dude has a box of cords it's our dirty box Everyone's of, shame, got a I box guess. of
1: cords, especially if you're a retro gamer especially
0: yeah my it's sort of not really on 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 that line but i did a massive i got told i had to do a massive clean out of my cords so i'm like okay well i yeah. did a massive clean out of cords and i shit you not like it was two days later and i'm like oh i need one of those cords and the box of shame the, the cord was gone and I was just like, yep. I knew that those chords were there for a reason, and then, no, nah, it's gone. I can't think of a. I'm trying to think of something that happened with my biggest. I've said it before on the pod, but my biggest thing was I lent my friend at school Donkey Kong Country Two, Diddy's Conquest, or whatever it was called. Well,
1: that was a good game.
0: That was an amazing game on the SNES. Amazing. It, I lent yeah, it to technologically
1: him. Technologically crazy.
0: Oh, it was just, it was fantastic. I lent it to him at school and I was 94% through. There was one level I couldn't get through right near the end. And there was three game save slots. I said to him, whatever you do, like my slots save one. So like just... Go Don't to save override team, go, my slot. Yeah. I get it yeah. back three weeks later. Yeah, it's gone. My save slot's gone.
1: Motherfucker.
0: Like it, it's, it's seriously been like 30 years and I'm still... I st- okay. <laughs> if I... If I see him out and about, I'll still bring it up. I'm just like, you bastard.
1: I do have a very similar story to that. But my one was my PS1. So, um, when I started working, I saved up and I bought my first PS1. It was the first console I bought myself. And I bought that and I got, with it, uh, Twisted Metal 2 um, World Tour. Game that they should remake. Um, And... My brother at the time was living and working in Malaysia, and he I remember getting a phone call from him and saying, but take your um, PlayStation to a guy that does mods, and he somehow he knew someone in New Zealand that did mods. He goes, go get it mod, get it um, modified so it can play region-locked games or something. Yeah. And what, what what the mod was actually for was so I could play pirated games. Yeah. And um, when he came back from Malaysia, every time he would come back, because he'd go over there, work for like six weeks, come back for two weeks, and then go back. Uh, every time he came back, he'd bring back like a box of games that he'd bought at markets. And back then games weren't released globally on the same day because we didn't know what was fucking released in Japan or what was nah. released in America because we didn't no have idea. the internet, right? We weren't connected. No. Um so he one yeah uh, one of these trips he came back. I think maybe in the first trip he came back. He had in there Mortal Kombat uh Mortal Kombat 4, the th- first 3D one. Um Silent Hill uh it might have been Silent Oof. Hill 1. Uh Resident Hill, Risen uh, Resident Evil 2, which hadn't been released in New Zealand yet. Um and there was another particular game, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but there was a whole stack of games that had not been released in New Zealand yet. And I went to school and I'm bragging about it about how I've got these <laughs> games and everyone's going, Bullshit, that game's not even coming out. Yeah. Like it hadn't like there was we were that disconnected at the time as we hadn't even heard that Mortal Kombat 4 was coming out. No. Let alone the fact that it's being released in Japan. Yeah. Um Uh, Or in America, even. And, anyway, I got this console. By the time my nightmare story happens, um, I think I had probably about 50 pirated games that my brother had brought back from Malaysia. And a friend of mine borrowed the console off me. He goes, hey, can I borrow your PlayStation and a couple of games? I was like, yeah, Uh. not a problem. Really good friend. Um, He takes it away and brings it back like a week later and all of a sudden my console will not play any of the games I've got
0: like, alright what, what did he, the fuck he, And he swapped it or what had he done
1: what he'd done is he'd gone and fucking I didn't realise that his brother had a PS1 oh. and what they'd done is done a case swap on it
0: like purposely to get the modded one
1: yeah, because my my case had been modified as well. So I had do you do you remember the game? This is actually up there is one of the worst games ever released too, if you uh it was a game that came out with Bruce Willis as the character and it was called Apocalypse.
0: No, I definitely do not remember that. No. So my PS one was a limited
1: edition Apocalypse PS one.
0: Apocalypse Bruce Willis. Apocalypse. Okay, okay. Yeah. Alright, okay I'm finding it Oh, okay Alright, here it is uh, This is Apocalypse Oh, it's look not at a that a good game <laughs> Activision
1: it was, So it was of that era of Shovelware games where Basically if you They would hire celebrities And try and um, Sell the game from the fact that It had a celebrity in the game
0: He's got a gun that's just like a non-stop laser, like a non-stop yep. electric spark thing. Yep. Like he's not even turning it off game. and on. No. Wow. Okay. It
1: was a god awful game.
0: It looks It um, looks great. Oh, they had like 3D checkpoints and... Oh, yeah. God, look at it. Yeah, okay. Wow.
1: Um, but yeah, so he did a case swap on my limited edition Apocalypse PS1.
0: God, And did you, you chat to that friend anymore? Yeah, it was that was, was a limited it
1: edition? I mean it was a limited edition skin that was put on it.
0: Yeah. Did you chat with that friend anymore or are they dead to you now? Uh
1: I haven't know that per- no. I'll be honest. I I kept continued I stayed friends with that guy right up until the pandemic.
0: Oh okay. Oh there yeah. you
1: go. That was go. one of those people I I I say that I lost a lot of friends during the pandemic. None of them through Covid.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, oh, gee, that's terrible. Yeah, there we go. You've you've clicked. Yeah, Uh <laughs> oh, terrible. It's it's such a like we chat about all that in in on Twitch community and that we're very open with um yep. you know mental health and all that sort of stuff. It's the the pandemic sort of went two ways. Either people sort of leaned into it and sort of became homebodies, like like we I was chatting about today actually that the kids have grown up becoming the kids that my kids are eight. Ah, uh, the twins are eight and uh, Lincoln's eleven. So they've grown up the last three years, like being homebodies. So they, yeah. um, and sort of certain people thrived and adapted, like you, you did during the pandemic. And then some people, it just it was just too much. It's I'll it's be honest, dude. The first
1: three or four months, I did not thrive. Um, I struggled massively, and it's because I'm a very social person. My job involved me going to events a lot and hanging out with people and interacting with people all the time. And then all of a sudden to have interaction with people taken away from me. Yeah. I was I was super lucky that I have an amazing wife who um, she was there and supported me through it and would find ways to engage me and keep me interested in fucking all that sort of shit. And then we just ended up finding things to do like starting a coffee company.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the... It's the um, yeah. It's it's one of those things. Like uh, I think, what was good for me was that, and what I found joy during the pandemic was the fact that I was I'd started streaming and then I started meeting people all over the world. Like one of one of the people that I'm really good friends with now is like a young English dude who was on furlough for six months. So. And starting out, it was like me, him and like a, a handful of other people just in chat like every night. It was and a wild
1: time on Twitch during the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Like I, I just enjoyed sort of getting that contact because um, the world is such a small place nowadays. It's very small. Like I don't know how anyone ever went out. I don't know how everyone, anyone ever met up with friends before mobile phones and stuff. Like I'll meet you outside of there at 5 o'clock.
1: When does does that ever happen?
0: No one's ever on time. No. No. I suppose you had to be back then. Back
1: then then you either had to hang around for an hour and wait for your friend or bugger off and go home.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, B Z says your three-year-old knew nothing but the pandemic from the start. Yeah, I suppose that's true too. You sort of don't think of that either.
1: See, my, my kid was a real homebody, my younger teenager. He was a real homebody before the pandemic. And I think the pandemic made him realize how much he was missing out on just going out and doing stuff. Because he started a new school during the pandemic. So he crossed over from primary school to high school okay. um, during the pandemic. And he hadn't met anybody until his first I think it was like halfway through his first year or something. They went back for a few months and then there was his next lockdown and stuff. Um, And since the pandemic sort of petered off, he's become ridiculously social. Yeah. I think it's just because
0: he's... My twins had started kindergarten. So, I mean, they couldn't even really read and they couldn't write. And then I've gone from, you know, being... At the pub hospitality and stuff to being at home with a twin either side of me. There's luckily the yeah. school gave us laptops. Um, a twin either side of me, homeschooling kindergarten kids. And then my eldest who was in year three, I think year three or whatever it was, uh, on another laptop trying to teach all three kids while my wife yeah. ran a legal practice from the bedroom. Like it was just it was yeah, well, see my Wow I, I,
1: I was lucky. Both my wife and I were very lucky that um we work in the industries we work in so my wife is a uh, digital strategist who works with uh tv and production companies and the new zealand government and a few different uh clients that she's got so she does her job all online and she does it all from home and working in the gaming industry it was an industry that flourished right so mm. i was able to do my job from home and i'll be honest like we were as come i worked for two companies it was go to game and uh, gtwp and we did ridiculously well during the pandemic
0: yeah and it's it's um see i didn't know any different because i mean i I, like i said i started on twitch and then um you sort of you were seeing sort of you'd have like regular regulars in and now uh, you get people that pop in every now and then now because they're you know they're back to work they're living lives um it's amazing how many people are still that must be still a lot of people working from home as well though because uh, well, I a get a lot, lot, of, lot of work people... lurkers. Like the amount of work lurkers I get in here, that they have me on it, the second screen while they're going about their day. It's yeah,
1: hundred um... percent. Um, so I've never gone back to the office since the pandemic. Yeah, um, before the pandemic, I was working in an office. Me and Hutto side by side in the office at to Game, and um, I've never gone back to an office since the pandemic started.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think people have realised that they can get work done from home. Like, I mean, working from home, I suppose. I suppose the boss of one shit workers they know that you're not, you know, having too many cups of coffee a day or, you know, but
1: well, I, I mean, I think, think you're
0: more productive. I think you've got to be more productive in the hours that you can probably do a shitload more work in less hours at home.
1: Here's, here's my little secret now that I'm not working uh, for either of those two companies I was more productive working from home, and that included me um, taking, uh, getting up at nine or 10 o'clock some days. Yeah. And um, in the afternoon going for a nap
0: Yeah because you're not driving You're not spending two hours a day in the car Or whatever You're, like, you're not spending that time wasted
1: yeah. And I, I genuinely think a lot of companies now Those companies that might have been A bit more strict back in the day Are now realising As long as the work's getting done And the produ- you know, you're being productive And you're getting shit done Who cares if you're buggering off Halfway through the day To go and have lunch for an hour and a half yeah, as long as uh, you're getting results, right?
0: Yeah, as long as your job is measurable online, there's no reason people shouldn't work from home. Exactly, Wild Blue way. Father. Um, uh, hello, by the way, Wild Blue Father. One of my one of my true real life friends, right there. Um, it's. I saw a video once, and it was like, this guy talking about a logo, and uh, it's pro- people have probably seen it, but it sort of went viral. He said, "How much would you like pay for this logo?" And they're like. Well, you know, 40, say your rebrand's forty thousand dollars. He's like, okay, so he's done like the logo, yeah, and it's like a nice logo and shit. And they're like, okay, so what would you pay for that? Thousand dollars. Why is that a thousand dollars? Because because it took you no time to do it, but they're saying so you're penalizing me for doing an amazing logo in the time that it takes me because I have all these skills to do this logo uh-huh. in a short amount of time. But because it didn't take weeks to do it, you're not going to pay me what you would pay someone oh, who's probably less equipped.
1: I tell you what, I really should. One of these days, I will write a book or start something exposing the secrets of agencies. <laughs> 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 because there are, th- there are things like intentionally not replying to a um, client when they've... Giving you a job to do like that because you don't want your client to know that it only takes you an hour and a half to do something.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: You get the brief through and you spend a week fucking around getting it done and then you send it back and you're just like, yeah, no, it took me a week to get it yeah. done. No.
0: Nah, that's because, like, on and, 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 and my minute level, I was at work one night on a Sunday and we used to have to stay open till 10 o'clock because that was the license. And I mean, you could have no one in there for two hours at, at the pub because right. no one's. And then um, I did a mistake of like one Sunday. We can we we we're shutting early now. Back uh, back in the day, we didn't know. And I sent my boss like my boss is really cool. Anyway, I sent her a message saying like we're done. There's no one here. Like, you know, what do you want us to do? And um, because oh, we can wander around and get some cobwebs and do this and do that. I'm like I shouldn't have said I should have just I shouldn't have said anything. We could have just stood there, wipe yep. a fake wiping a bench down and chatting for an hour and a half. And but no, I've said. You know, we've we've done our job. Our job is done. Oh no, you can go do that now. It's like, nah. yeah. Uh, agencies yeah, are dying um, breed for those costs. No. No. Because a
1: lot of people haven't figured out that a lot of agencies are leasing their clients. It's, um, that, it's that's, that's like a construction. Lot of, it's, where it's 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 room. every
0: industry around, but yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. But the thing is, is there are services that are disrupting that agency model. So that's literally why I left GoToGame and joined GGWP, is because GGWP are disrupting the agency model. Um, And the work that they do, they don't take. So let's get into this. (laughs) Um, An agency will essentially charge a... Phenomenal amount of money to come up with the creative, manager campaign, campaign, um, do the pitching, sourcing the influencers to do it, blah, 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 blah. Uh, whereas GGWP, what they do is they'll do all of that stuff and they will charge a nominal management fee, but most of the cost for the client is actually what the money that's going to influencers. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it's not... Being it's not costing $20,000 to do a campaign um, for a seven day campaign instead of it costing a client $20,000, it might cost them $10,000 because uh, $7,000 is going to influencers and the other 3000 is being used to source stuff or manage the campaign. So, yeah, the GGWP model is massively disrupting what agencies are doing because it's cheaper for a client to work
0: with ggwp it's 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 that um, and the influencers are
1: getting paid better
0: it's that um i watch utopia a bit on netflix it's on abc it's it's all that um <laughs> you know red tape bullshit um that they go through they they had a thing where it was it, it's satire but i mean they they had this tunnel they were going to build for like five billion dollars anyway this old mm-hmm. school dude did some calculations on concrete costs and construction and overheads and blah, blah, blah. And he managed to get it. He managed to get it done for like three billion dollars. And then they yeah. went to like, you know, they went to the government and said, Oh, we've got it done, we've got it done for three billion six months ahead of time. Yeah, but what about the contractors? What about these guys that we've got contracts with? We've been budgeted five billion dollars. That's and it's like that's that's the thing. If if you Get a budget and you come under budget, then you're not going to get that budget again. So people are just like, yeah, that's the budget. And that now. absolutely
1: happens as well. I won't give any names, but we've worked with some of the biggest tech and gaming companies in the world over the last ten years, or I have, and I have legitimately had some of those companies say, "Hey, I've got forty thousand dollars that I need to spend in the next week. Can you just use it?"
0: Sure. Yeah. It's like Michael Scott buying that office chair in the office. He had a like a five grand surplus. He's like, I've got to spend that. It's a five grand surplus. I've got to spend it. I've got to spend it. Yeah.
1: Because um, otherwise they won't get it in their budget the next month.
0: No. No, exactly. I've done, I've quoted stuff before. And, um, see, I've been like streaming like threes coming up next month. So I'm still pretty new. And, um, I built everything from being streaming with me and my sister being the only person in chat. And now, um, you know, I'm about to hit. Eight thousand followers on twitch and we're averaging about 60 viewers every stream um, and doing really well and i've made a lot of relationships and stuff um i've started doing like some sponsored stuff and uh you sort of don't know where to sort of set your like boundary or your costs or your rates um luckily i've got a friend in the industry who can give me a little bit of insider knowledge about where based on where i am what Theoretically, I could yeah, like, totally charge good. and whatnot, which is very, very, very handy. Well,
1: I, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've ever used the GGWP service, but um, I, I'm not, I don't know, no longer work there. But um, it's an amazing service for learning more about the business side of the industry, as well as, like, when you sign up, it starts off with the stuff that you probably already know how to set up a webcam. Yeah, I saw all those modules. I, I did
0: sign up. I saw the modules, and a lot of it, yeah. a lot of it, I was like, okay, I don't need that, but. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, yeah, right. especially for starting, there's a lot of, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, but it gets into the business side of the industry, uh, and then if you can get, if you join the Discord server, there's a whole bunch of uh, other advice, and you've got direct connection to people who can help you out. But when it comes to um, getting work, you can apply for work inside of the GGWP app and um, uh, negotiate directly with the um, uh, guys at GGWP and get a really good rate for doing work.
0: There you go. There you go. That's it. I've done... um, I did some stuff last year and I was going to quote a price and they came in with their budget first and I'm like, okay, sweet, cool. That sounds good to me. That's a really good way of setting (laughs) your
1: baseline, right? It's because you you now know, okay, these people were willing to pay me this much for that Mm. and when you go into your next negotiation, you go... This is how much I do this job for. Yeah. Um, in saying that, I've always said that you need to be flexible sometimes because not all clients have the same amount of money. Um, no, exactly. Sometimes, if it's if it's they're going to supply you with something that you would have purchased yourself, um, that is expensive, like I don't know, a computer or something. Um, that's where I would absolutely advise someone who's being offered a $3,000 computer to be like, yeah, take the fucking computer. That's $3,000. So that's not going to come
0: out of your pocket, right? No, exactly. Like that brand spanking MSI 3080 I've got in my uh, gaming PC, MSI, a bunch of legends. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you you gotta, that's, that's a really the thing. good example. Yeah. Well, you do. that. that that's what you got to do. Um, it's, it's funny how far the... Um, how far the industry's come because I can remember gaming on a four eight six computer with like black and I think it was, I think it was orange the text I think the text was orange, uh, and like playing hangman and now we're playing, you know now we're we've realistic
1: got, games like, with it's hyper realistic, God rays and
0: uh oh, the the ray tracing all that stuff and and it's just crazy how far they've come I I. I I was chat about it before. I don't know how I don't know how far they like. What can they do? Like I mean, besides, I don't know how far they can dude, go. With like, I
1: have I have been scary. privy in my job. <laughs> I have been privy in my job to see the next generation of stuff on the next Unreal Engine. Yeah, It's crazy. It is next level, dude. So we haven't even seen the beginning of what these new the current generation of consoles can do um i actually think i've always said that uh the grand theft auto franchise is the franchise that pushes each console to its limits mm. and from what i've heard about the next grand theft auto it's going to be freaking amazing like
0: i was just watching in there. i was watching a doco on youtube oh, not a doco i was someone did a video on grand theft auto the other day and the evolution of um I'll see if I can find it here. Um the evolution of Grand Theft Auto and how, the story of it, how it started as it didn't even start as Grand Theft Auto, it started as um oh, it started as something else and they they rolled that over to Grand Theft Auto. Um I've gotta uh, find it. You know the, the, you
1: know the game you know the game
0: Lemmings? That's that's the thing. That that's yeah, here we go. Right here now. I've just loaded that doco up. Uh yeah. there it is. Lemming.
1: It was an yep. Irish game.
0: Yes. Yes, and then they did lemmings, and then they, you know, they got bored out. They did this, they did that. And then um, it's an amazing little doco. This is by, uh, this is called The History of Grand Theft Auto, and it's like a two hour documentary, and it's um, amazing. It's The Origin who, of DMA, who makes That's it. it. Uh, this is by uh, Nick930.
1: Okay, so Nine thirty. Another YouTube account that I highly recommend looking at. Um...
0: Lemmings for the wind. Lemmings was good. I, I used to love a bit of Lemmings. I uh, wild blue father in chat. I used to love playing Zork, and I got retur- uh, ret- Zork Grand Inquisitor on computer, and we had a shitty computer. And my CD drive was not quick enough to play Zork Green Inquisitor on because it would skip. Because the speed, because back in the day you needed a fast speed CD drive. Um, So I remember I had to take the game to oh, his geez, place to even get it to run. Channel. Green screen Amstrad, yeah. I started PC gaming on. Yeah. Yeah, Lemmings was great. I used to If you, you want
1: to. Wanted- if you want a dope YouTube account for the history of video games as well as current behind the scenes on current games, no yeah. clip video game documentaries.
0: Oh no, clip! Yeah, I watched um finding Kratos. That was amazing,
1: bro. No clip are amazing. He yeah, puts no clip do so really effort, good please.
0: documentaries. Yeah,
1: uh, he, and look, he's the only person that Bethesda trusted to be film um, behind the scenes of um, like Fallout and stuff before yeah. it was even announced.
0: Yeah. The uh and then your mother threw out my hard drive. Your mother threw out my hard drive while blue. I don't remember that. Was that my old that was might be my old Xbox hard drive that got thrown out, possibly. I don't know. It was a while ago, but it's, it's been a very long time. Um the uh, i was gonna say, what were we talking about? I forget. I was just gonna say something. I got sidetracked. I got sidetracked as it happens, as it happens. <laughs> what do you what do you remember as the most challenge what's the hardest game you've ever played?
1: Hardest game I've ever played. Oh, oh! I can remember those on the Mega Drive and the Master System. I think it's mainly the Mega Drive. Disney games were surprisingly hard.
0: Yes, Lion King, for example.
1: <laughs> right, Lion King and um, Aladdin. Nickelania? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: They were all they were fun games, but they always got to this point that were just so hard. Yeah. And going back and trying to replay them, I feel like they're harder than they were. The um, harder than I remember them being.
0: I think it's because we've gotten used to the controls now, and we, we we've forgotten what the controls were back in the day. Like, I tried oh. to play, I tried to play, I think just Mario Brothers on the Switch, like backwards compatibility and stuff, and yeah. like, you, our brains are now used to thumbsticks, and our brains are used to. The physics that are now in games and stuff, but I think going back. Oh yes, yeah, I remember this one. Yeah,
1: the remake of Goldeneye 007 is terrible on the Switch.
0: I. I think i yeah, I think I tried. It looks beautiful, for like but it just minutes. does
1: not play well purely because of the controller thing. Like I think it you. I've only got a Switch Lite, so I can't plug in the Switch Nintendo 64 controller. Yeah um i think if you had a the new nintendo 64 controller for this one, it'd be way easier
0: yeah we well, um i was i was never great at goldeneye um i i didn't actually own goldeneye um yeah wild blue father in chat had goldeneye and we used to play it a bit after school and that but i was terrible at it i used to like getting that um that little square semi-automatic gun the nine r900 or whatever it was that used to be my favorite just like unload but that was um that was sort of it with that um (laughs) i'm not great with the shooter i've gotten worse my reflexes have gotten worse the the like the older i've got i mean they weren't great to begin with but
1: medically approved in fact dude there's reason why there's no old boys in esports
0: yeah like i mean it's
1: 21 to 25 is where esports players peak and then they go become coaches
0: yeah, it's the it's the, it's the sport thing. It's the um, you know, I've hit tw- I've hit I'm pushing late 20s. I'm over the hill now. It's it's, it's it's I think golf's the only sport that that probably is not relevant. What do
1: you I say? Think. You're
0: pushing you're pushing late 20s. No, no, no I'm no, I'm t- No, no. I'm 40 this year. I'm I'm saying like oh, okay, It's, it's say, that yeah, it's yeah. that well, it's that when you're um, you know, I'm pushing 25, oh, I'm I'm yeah. like over the hill now when it comes to sports, but 40 I'm yeah. in the fucking ground. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: yeah no, nah, same. I'm forty-two, dude. So yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm forty in three months. I've um, it's been nice being part of this sort of generation that's come through because, like I said, my parents um used to game on the Atari and stuff, but I mean they didn't grow up with it. Like, it's going to be interesting no, they're, to they're see.
1: they we're, we're we're like gaming natives.
0: Yeah, like it's going to be we're, interesting we're to like see. We're
1: gaming natives, whereas our kids are internet natives, right?
0: yeah like it's going to be interesting to see how they look back on things my wife mrs j said i should get my eldest on the pod in a in a you know once we sort of get a few more in the can and stuff and see how his how his gaming journey started and what he remembers you know being an 11 year old what his sort of first memory and stuff was of gaming and stuff i think it'll be interesting to see If it at all mirrors what we've gone through, I think that they've got so much content now. They're probably not going to cover games as much as we used to cover games. I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Although, like I said, my son—he's sixteen—and he still gets a nostalgia kick by jumping on the Nintendo. I mean, on the um, uh, Xbox 360. So I think they're just starting to get into that age group now, where they're starting to have those nostalgia things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean they still they play roadblocks and shit, which looks like an old school game anyway, I guess. But
1: it's hilarious, um, right? So, we're yeah. we're of the generation that's like, make it better, make it better, make it better, make it better, and then our kids come along and it's like, let's go and play something that looks like it came out on the PlayStation One.
0: Yeah, oh, I love really? Stardew I love Stardew Valley. Well, I guess I can't talk, but yeah, it's right. um. We are. Uh, I got a $6,000 said...
1: PC, and I'm going to play something that looks like it's a 16 foot pixelated game. I need,
0: I need something to can. I need something to play Stardew Valley.
1: <laughs> I've actually never played Stardew Valley.
0: It's, it's very a, chill. It's,
1: it's funny because there's a few games that, for a while there, there was. Uh, I don't know if anybody here knows much about GoTo Game, the company uh, I started about. When did I say that, seven years ago? Something like that. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so at one stage, it was me, Jack Hutto, and Fran Melaton. And Fran started exposing me for all the games that I had never played. Mm-hmm. And there were some games in there that, as a gamer, I should have played. That so I just sort of kept in my secret shame pile of games that I had never played.
0: Okay, well, uh, well what give us, I oh, don't know, give us two. What games haven't you played? I'm listening. What games
1: haven't you played? Okay, so I have, I have played them now because what would happen is Fran would find out that I hadn't played these games. And then she would literally force me to play the game for an hour just so I could say that I've played it. Um, the first one she found out that I'd never played was Portal.
0: I hadn't played Portal until recently when I when I got the RTX upgrade, which looks whoa, fantastic. Yeah. Portal Two, though, I did play that on I think three hundred and sixty. Portal Two yeah. was amazing. So but she I...
1: brought the orange. She brought the orange box into work and gave it to me and said, "You now own Portal. You have to play it for the next hour. You cannot be working in the gaming industry having never played Portal." Um, I never played Half Life. Oh wow, okay. I had I'm, played Half-Life
0: Yeah Never played that
1: uh, Okay Here's one that'll be a shocker As a retro boy I had never played A single Zelda game Until about four years ago
0: What one did you start with?
1: Ocarina of Time
0: mm-hmm. That's the only one I've played since um, Before Breath of the Wild That's the only one i played
1: Yeah um, And I'd never played a single Zelda game um, I now own Most of them um, but it's because I was never a Nintendo kid. I was a Sega kid.
0: Yeah. You had to pick. I mean, you had to pick back in, like you had... We said it before. You had to, like... Nowadays, it's like, as an adult, it's like, well, the, the console walls are stupid. Like, I mean, it just let people game what they want to game on. But, I mean, back in the day, you had to pick a console, and I guess you had to defend your position that... I'm a Sega kid. Oh. Uh, my parents could afford a Sega. The and that's Sega it. Nintendo
1: and... wars. Like people talk about the console wars now, that's nothing compared to the console wars when we were nah. kids. Like people, you were choosing a side in a war.
0: Some of those that old ads. Team I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, gotta find that old um, what was it Sega Nintendo ad? It was the um,
1: the Nintendo Sega with, does
0: what Nintendo don't. It was the it was the old it's the one with um, uh, Ethan Supley from uh, Earl. It was um. Oh
1: shit! yeah, Yeah 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 yeah. Forgot it was,
0: was it. yeah. He was in. and was sitting on a park bench, and he's he's like, it was such a. I need to. Um, was he
1: in the, need was to, it a Game Boy ad?
0: Game. Oh, it might have been our oh, Game Boy Color or something. I think it was. Um, Ethan. Uh, I got to find it. superly He is Jack now. Have you seen? Hey, him? He's Jack, American Glutton. He's um, yeah. This is it. Uh, where are we? Yeah, this, is, this is the ad him with the Game Boy. <laughs> oh, it was the it was the it was the Game Gear, wasn't it? It was the it was the the handheld Game Gear. That's right. He had to knock himself out to see colors, and then he gets handed a Game Gear. <laughs> uh,
1: that's
0: it. Uh, a- the Game Gear was sick though. I had one of those. They were they were great.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have a Game Gear when they first came out. I've got one now. Um, yeah.
0: Nintendo training. I got what's this next video here? Oh, there you go. You got yeah. yeah. Did have you got the attachment? You can stick the big games into the slots.
1: No, I don't have that. But Ah. somewhere in my boxes of toys, because I've got, I actually built racking a few weeks ago because I had all my boxes stacked up in a cupboard. Um,
0: Uh.
1: But I've got the TV tuner for it somewhere.
0: Okay. Oh, that's cool. I never got the TV tuner. I wanted the TV tuner. Well, it doesn't work anymore,
1: right? It worked on terrestrial TV. Yeah.
0: Um, no, nah, I want the TV tuner bad. Um, uh, Tetris, yeah there's a Tetris movie coming out. Um, I think it's a Netflix. Uh, it might be a Netflix movie. So good! It's like Cold War stuff, and and, and no, Gorbachev's no, 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 in there, and
1: yeah, I think it's going to be exclusive to Apple TV.
0: Oh, it's Apple. Oh, it's Apple TV. Okay, yeah, it's like yeah. Gorbachev and communists, yeah. and it looks really cool. The history of that
1: game is. Fascinating, and do you know the designer of that game, the guy who made it, it? Only in the last ten years has started to receive royalties for it.
0: That's crazy. Because... He was like a math dude, wasn't he? Like a math wizard guy, yeah, something
1: like that. that. But it was because um, in communist Russia, the government owned everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's um, it's going to be interesting. Because uh, I I was a senior kid too, so I had um. I grew up um playing more columns than I did playing Tetris, but
1: okay, so I did have i did have the Game boy, and that was i i you know how I said the PlayStation was the first console I ever bought myself, yeah Game Boy was probably the first gaming thing I bought myself I don't consider it a console because it was a handheld yeah um. But I was doing a paper run, and it took me something like six months to pay that off. Like, I got it on lay-by, and I'd go in there every single week when I got my paycheck, and um, I paid it off, and I have my original Game Boy.
0: Hey, that's awesome. How cool is that? Yeah, Yeah, I never had 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 a Game Boy. Yeah, Yeah, I never had Um, a Game Boy.
1: I actually tweeted about this um, movie when the trailer came out last week. Yeah. what I said in the trailer in the tweet was you actually had to be there in that time to know how much of an impact the game Tetris had on the world oh yeah um, it's, it's like if phenomenal. you didn't have a game boy with Tetris I guarantee you you had a knockoff Tetris machine
0: yeah uh, yeah we had um I think then you got all the you got all the clones as you do with everything because I remember playing a Tetris sort of clone on the on the computer. Well, even street and,
1: fighter had puzzle fighter.
0: Puzzle fighter? I never played Puzzle Fighter. Oh
1: Puzzle Fighter 2. Yeah, look it up. Um okay. Puzzle Fighter. It c- came out about the same time. Puzzle Fighter Two. It's a Street Fighter brick game.
0: Okay. Essentially
1: every time you get rid of a line or whatever, um your character does a super move and
0: did you have um I just play Street Fighter at the arcades and stuff. Did you did did you like you grew up obviously in New Zealand and stuff, did you guys have um like arcades down like you'd go and this, you know, room for Yeah, of, no, we had arcades.
1: Know? In the in the eighties and early nineties we had arcades. Um, like traditional arcades with proper games. And um then in the late nineties it became like your time zones and stuff at um okay. yeah movie theaters and things like that. But in, I lived in a very small town in rural New Zealand. And after the uh, local arcade had shut down, we had this room called, we it was called the back door. And it was actually legitimately the back door of the fish and chip shop. <laughs> and you'd go into this room at the back of the fish and chip shop and it had eight arcade machines in there. And the amount of fights that were had over Street Fighter, <laughs> like literal fights, because it was the town I grew up in was a very much a gang town. So we had yeah. Black Power that sort of ran the town, and you had all the kids in there that were the Black sons of the Black Power members. Okay, yeah. And here's this Jesus. white boy walking in to go play Street Fighter, and um, you know, the amount of. Times I was threatened with a hiding because I'd beaten somebody. Or oh,
0: lord We <laughs> quickly wow.
1: learned how to uh, fight at a young age. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fighting. No, we didn't have that. I remember playing like Tekken at the arcade. I remember my sister who's seven years older than me. Used to um, the arcade was sort of near my grandma's house, a couple of a suburb away. So um, on a Saturday morning, we sometimes go over there, and and I was that obviously that lot younger. But um, they'd be cool up the back, playing pool in the little pool room at the back, and I'd be trying to wait for my turn because i think they used to have i think they used to have like you know not free play saturday mornings but i mean you'd pay i don't know whatever it was back in the day and then you'd get like unlimited coins they put them in the machine and stuff for you but um, was that what
1: uh, mod is just saying in there the time zone hour of power
0: hour of power yeah that was yeah i never really did they had time zone at the big shopping center at at Penrith. penriff there they had a time zone uh and then they changed to something else i think and we so lost all our I tickets all our tickets a time. they they changed companies and all the tickets we had meant fuck all after that And i was like <laughs> so annoying Yeah, we didn't
1: have a time zone uh, in the town i grew up in we had a movie theater that opened when i was probably about 15 and that was the first time in our town we got new arcade machines in years because like i said the back door we had was in the mid to late 90s was still the most popular game and there were street fighter 2
0: and then Yeah, um, I mean, it when, stands up, doesn't it? It still stands yeah, well,
1: it up. Yeah, it still stands up to this day. I fucking love that game. But um, uh, when the arc- well, when the movie theater opened, all of a sudden we started getting new arcades in. So we got um, Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat oh. 3 and NBA Jam, which is where I got hooked on NBA Jam. The Simpsons.
0: Yes, I used uh, to play. We started getting all
1: these new arcade machines yeah. in. And I would spend so much money in there.
0: I'd play NBA GM at the video shop, and then we had—I uh, think—the takeaway shop that wasn't a takeaway shop was sort of a weird shop that had Mortal Kombat in it, and then um, there used to be like the airplane, the aerial top-down airplane tabletop and one. 19-43? probably that one. Yeah, in one of the other things, and um, see the kids sort of—I mean, I was never one for land parties and stuff either because I was sort of. I sort of missed out on all that. Never but had a
1: PC strong enough for that.
0: No, but kids like are gonna miss that. Um, I suppose they still. I suppose near me you can still sort of. There's not, there is like a time zone near me, but I mean it's not. You don't need them anymore because you've got Netflix at your fingers. You've got Xbox Game Pass at your fingers. Like you got, you could go now and download four hundred games and, and pick whatever game you want to play. Like I mean, it's not a necessity anymore. But they yeah, do I, miss I, out I on play twenty nine ninety nine a, a month. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like yeah. Game it's, Pass it's, is fifteen bucks a month and is four hundred games, and you can play it on. You can play them on your phone. You can play them on. You can play them on a TV now with a controller. You don't even need a console.
1: I love Game Pass. I think Microsoft has the future of gaming uh, on lock because they realized a long time ago that the future of the gaming industry wasn't consoles. See, I've serverless. always
0: been—I've always been an Xbox dude. Like, I'm—I'm I'm just an Xbox dude. I like Xbox. I—I I didn't like yeah. the original. I didn't like the original Duke controller. I—that ha- was the main reason I hated the Xbox. I didn't hate the Xbox. That's the main <laughs> reason I wasn't going out of my I way. Didn't
1: have an original Xboxes because my wife. Were were we married at the time? It been that time, uh, it was roughly around about the same time we got married. She bought the PlayStation Two for me at launch. Yeah. There's no way we could afford the PlayStation Two and the
0: nah. I went from a PlayStation 1 to a PlayStation 5 I that was it wow. so and I only, and I've only got the PlayStation 5 for content I I can count on probably one hand the amount of games I've played on the PlayStation 5
1: uh, so I'm not even going to yeah I go into like how just, I got all my, it's just it's there to play
0: God of War it's there it's a God of War machine that's all it is basically
1: so this is where my privilege comes into play with working in the industry for so long yeah um I haven't paid for a gaming console since 360.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I basically
1: after the 360, I was gifted by the companies every uh, single console that's come out since.
0: I need to chat. Very to you. I privileged. I need. To, uh, I need. To, I need to. I need to, ch- I need to chat to your people. Um, I got <laughs> gifted. I got gifted the Series S of Xbox, which was a friggin' a phenomenal piece of kit. Still a phenomenal piece of kit. Um. It's an amazing thing that Xbox Series S for what it can do and the price it is, but... um, Okay,
1: so that's one thing missing from my collection. I don't have a current gen Xbox, Um, and it's because the only reason I haven't gone out of my way to get one, because at this stage I'd probably have to buy one now because I'm not in that space anymore. Um, But the only reason I haven't bought one is because of Game Pass. I can play all the games that are available on PC, or I can even... Uh, if I want to play a game that's exclusive to Series S or Series X, I can now play it over the cloud on my um, um, the previous generation.
0: Yeah, it's it's that's the thing. They've set like you said, they've set it up. So when Xbox first came in and did the whole thing with freaking the Rock and Bill Gates and all that shit, um, I think a lot of people underestimated microsoft in general like microsoft has been the forefront of computers forever like i think mm. they underestimated they sort of had a laugh that they're going to come into the console and well, it's the, take, the look, reason, it has the taken reason the a,
1: xbox is called the xbox yeah. is because it was originally the direct xbox because of direct x
0: yeah it's 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 ta- it's ta- look it has taken them you know 25 years or however long it's been 20 years i think it was 20 years yeah, it was 20 years last year or whatever it was it's taken them that long, but I mean they've put the foundation there where they've realized that PlayStation's all about exclusive games on the on their console, basically. Yeah. And their We're, PlayStation Plus is it's it's, it's shit. closed. Um, it's, it's, a it's a closed terrible. silo. The when they first announced the Xbox um one, and they announced that it wasn't gonna have it was gonna have this online thing that everyone Everyone chucked a stink about it. Everyone hated it because they had a conference and it was all about videos and all about this and all about that. I actually, I was probably one of the minority that said, I don't mind that. Like, I quite like that as a team. Oh, was a the thing. same.
1: So and then they've come time, back to that
0: now. That's what it's all about now.
1: Totally. I think they were just ahead of their time. Uh, so yeah, people have called when, up to it. When, yeah. yeah. When, when the Xbox One was announced and the PS4 was announced, I was actually a, a games and tech journalist at the time. And we were covering it, and I remember saying at the time um, that um, I believed that there was the better machine.
0: And it's it's like I've grown up collecting. Like, I, I'm a collector. I do like to collect stuff. Um, so, like, I've collected. I had a VHS collection that was, like, hundreds of VHSs. Yeah. And then I had hundreds of DVDs. Blu-rays, I've got maybe like Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future. Like Blu-rays, I've got very minimal sort of Blu-ray collection, and I've got Xbox One games. I've got uh, Xbox, the original Xbox games. I've got all this stuff, and I'm like, you don't. It's good. It's good to look at, but I mean, how often do you touch I, them? I, I don't exactly. So why, do, why do you need that when you can have 400 games that you you're going to pick up a majority, 90 percent of them, you're going to play once and once only. Like, finish it's, it or whatever. You're it's not actually re- funny
1: you bring this up.
0: Very few games yeah. you go back and replay. What's the last game you replayed?
1: Not counting my arcade machines?
0: Yeah, like, I mean, like, cons- like yeah.
1: Console games.
0: Like, I mean, I suppose I mean, like, story, like, sport games you can replay and shit. I suppose I mean, like, story games, like.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, probably 007 on the Nintendo 64, bro. Hmm. I went like, back a few generations.
0: I I can count, like, uh, God of War, the original God of War I played twice. Red Dead Redemption 2 I've played twice. Yep. And, and Subnautica oh, I've played I, I twice. Love,
1: I love story-driven narrative games. Um, I'm not a multiplayer online player at all. Um, and because I'm into story-driven games, I generally don't replay them.
0: Yeah, they don't sort of hit us hard. Like I remember when I replayed Red Dead the second the first time I was a bawling mess. Like I was yeah. hysterical at the end of that. That yeah. hit me so hard. And and if you well, if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2, you probably block your ears, I guess. But I mean um the because you know something you you would the whole time you knew something was gonna happen to Arthur because he's not in Red Dead One, which is set before yeah. after that. I mean, like you, but then the whole game, you're thinking, okay, does he eventually like get away with money and like what happens? Because you you never even hear of him. And then when what happened happened, I was just a bawling freaking mess. I guess I didn't want it to Um, happen.
1: Last of Us was the game, probably the last game that got me like that.
0: Yeah, see, the the start of Last of Us got me because I obviously I'm a parent. I think, I think it probably hit you harder if you're a parent, I think. Um, But i i don't remember getting overly emotional with last of us and last of us 2 i turned off the massive thing in last of us 2 didn't really affect me at all because uh i don't know i didn't really have an affinity with i'm enjoying the tv show immensely but i didn't really i haven't
1: watched the tv show yet on um, so no spoilers no the tv but... show is amazing yeah well, really i'm good. waiting i'm waiting to stack yeah. up episodes and then binge it
0: the tv show is it's fantastic um really good and pedro like pedro is joel like it, it's like it's funny you... because
1: when they first announced pedro i love pedro mm. as an actor but i was genuinely like i can't picture him as it
0: yeah no he does but a really good job she,
1: everybody's telling me otherwise so
0: and bella ramsey does a fantastic job too like she's a badass she, I mean, she's a badass and everything yeah. she's in but um that's a really good adaption we, we were chatting shit adaptions Last of Us is a fantastic adaption of a video game. It's amazing. Yeah. It's actually um, funny.
1: Do you know, here's an opinion on adaptions for you. I don't like the Risen Evil franchise of movies.
0: Only never because
1: seen they're called Risen Evil. I've never seen one. Okay, so if you took the Risen Evil brand name off it, yeah, changed the name of the company from Umbrella yeah. to any other name, mm-hmm. brilliant movie series.
0: You think it's shoehorned? Shoehorned in?
1: Oh, it's, they are nothing like the game. Yeah. I think
0: that's why I was sort of a bit... I missed Resident Evil completely. Um, the only Resident Evil games I've played, uh, I played Biohazard just before Village came out. I did them back-to-back. Didn't like really like Biohazard at all. I wasn't a fan. Uh, I mean, I don't like being anxious with games. I don't get scared, but I don't like anxiety. Like, I play games to chill. Like, I don't mind... Jump scares and shit are fun. Like Devil in, Devil in Me that came out last year. I've never jumped so much in a game ever. But I laughed when I did it. It was yeah. fun. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, Biohazard. Devil and Me. Devil any...
1: Me is actually developed by the same guy that invented Silent Hill. There you
0: go. Well, Devil in Me was amazing. I love that game. Yeah. It was one of my games of the year. Um, Biohazard just gave me that insight I didn't like. Village was good because it was set. Artistically, it was amazing. The aesthetics were fantastic. Um, I didn't mind the fact that Lady D wasn't as prominent as people were led to believe. I I didn't mind that. Um, But I enjoyed Village so much more than Biohazard and that got me interested in the franchise. I had no idea what Miller um, Miller Djokovic. I had no idea how she related to that at all because I'd seen her in the movies and I'm like, and then I looked at the games. I'm like, how does she factor in? She doesn't.
1: She doesn't. There's never been a good Resident Evil movie or TV show or anything. Um, but the games, I love the Resident Evil games. Um, okay. Right up until Resident Evil 5 and 6, I didn't like those two. And then the new ones, I fucking adore them. My wife and I, um, we play every Resident Evil game together when it comes out. That's So good. we will... We will sit down and play it for like two or three days straight, and um, to the point where like,
0: oh, there you go, yeah, yeah. Umbrella
1: tattooed on my elbow, but yeah. I also love the Silent Hill games, which
0: is yeah. I've played, I played Silent Hill. I think it was the first one, and a game besides say Fatal Frame, which was freaky shit. Japan, I had to do a horror game, um, so I've never been as freaked out as a game with Silent Hill. The the, the the mist and the fog rolling in, and the the sound design and that was just, it was Silent Hill was amazing. Oh, we got him back. He's gone. He might be back. He's frozen. He's frozen in space and time. Oh, he's back. I'm back. The old hot, the old phone hotspot struggling. We're, we're not too bad. Yeah. We're starting it. Your you, your jet engines revved up though. We got we got a lot of feedback happening. <laughs> um i don't know what's i don't know what's just triggered then something's triggered you are a static mess at the moment i don't know what's going on with that sound it almost sounds like a silent hill game <laughs> it sounds like the siren it sounds like the siren head <laughs> all right we'll see it jumps back in there we go hopefully that's fixed it up that does sound a lot better. Okay, now I've got to get you in the other spot, though. Uh, let me see if I click on you there. There we go. Perfect. Awesome. Got you back. Cool. Yeah, that was weird. It was very loud and staticky. Oh, you might be gone again. I think your internet's. I think your internet has shit itself. Oh, maybe.
1: My internet is terrible at the moment.
0: It's it's churning. It's chunking. All right, we'll see if we can fire through some quick questions, then we'll wrap it. We'll wrap it. Um... Do you think you're always going to play games? Do you think you'll be playing games when you're 80? Yep. You think you? Do you think your choice of games will change? Do you think you'll still be playing Resident Evil at 80?
1: Oh, I like to think I will be. Um, it's just whether or not, how will I be playing games? Will I be playing them on a screen? Will I be playing them in VR? Will it be beamed straight into my brain? I don't know. But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so. interesting to think of that. Playing, it's like that. Um, Back to the Future, like. You use your hands? That's a baby's toy. Like it's it's yeah it's gonna be um, it's exciting well, to see what's gonna happen with it. But well, yeah. the
1: thing is, you think, think about VR when we were kids, dude. Um, there were those huge chunky headsets, and it was terrible graphics. It was all and, polygons.
0: It was all yeah, long old yeah. yeah. man it, polygons. It was yeah, a
1: pipe. It was a pipe dream, and then it seemed like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, VR was here, and it was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's. I remember they had them at the arcade. They had the you'd hop in that thing and it'd be all polygons and it'd be like a oh, whatever it was, whatever it was. Uh, Aussie Mick said the V eight yeah. supercars. I remember playing V eight supercars on the PC. I remember doing Bathurst and being I, I
1: played V eight supercars shocked, on console.
0: Being shocked at the elevation of Bathurst because I didn't realize it, I'd never been to Bathurst and I didn't realize it was so. Bathurst was crazy. I, I played Formula One. On the PlayStation 1, it was one of the first games I got with Murray Walker on the soundtrack, and it still had the Adelaide Australian Grand Prix track uh, way wow. back in the day, and that was that was, a, that was a great game. I actually played a lot of Formula 1 on that. I didn't play Simulation because as soon as your tire hit the grass, you spun out. But, I played um, a
1: lot of GT on the PlayStation 1 when it came out.
0: Have you played the new GT? GT7? I have
1: not played the new GT, no.
0: I I pl- I'm I Like Forza um and Forza Horizon. I played I, I
1: love Forza Horizon.
0: I played the new GT7 and the way the anch- the way the camera anchors to the back of the car or well, there's something weird going on with it. I played it for like an hour and I just have never picked it back up. There's something weird with that camera.
1: It, what's interesting is have you ever played a racing sim on VR?
0: I played Osseta Corsa and I've nearly vomited on the first corner when I crashed into the wall. I nearly vomited. I got so motion sick with that. I missed the first corner, I crashed into the guardrail, and I nearly vomited.
1: <laughs> yeah, I went from being absolutely trash at racing games to actually being good at racing games by playing them in VR.
0: Yeah, I think I, need, I think I need to give it another go because I think it would probably be better. Like, I'm not great at racing games, but because I think it better. Because all of a sudden be your better. instincts kick in. If, as yeah. long as you
1: can get immersed into it, your instincts kick in. Like, you see a corner coming and you know when to slow down. You know how yeah. tight to take the turn and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I went from being trash at racing games to being good at it in VR. It was weird.
0: Because I've got the VR, I've got the I've got the Quest, and I've got the um the Logitech wheel and, and the little tripod set up and stuff. Um,
1: I I wouldn't mind buying myself the Quest. I've still got an old Windows Microsoft MR head unit, headset that I was gifted by Lenovo when they were my client. Okay. Um, and it's still, it's, look, it still works, but it's definitely not as good as the Quest. I tried the Quest at a Meta event recently. Yeah, I, I hadn't...
0: I hadn't used it in ages. I was using it. I got it when I had one PC. Uh, I've got a two PC up now. I've um, I was using it when I had a one PC set up trying to stream and stuff. And it was just too much. The computer didn't want it, so I think I did a couple of VR streams and that was it. So I hadn't well, hadn't played it for ages. And then the kid's just wanted... saying
1: that he used to play Project Cars in VR. But oh, hey, Project Cars, Rift and Peace, Project Cars. It's just been yeah. cancelled. Never to be made again.
0: Oh. was that was that was that a, was that a spinoff of Project Gotham? No, was that no? It wasn't nah, different. No, nah, Project
1: nah. Cars was um, its own thing. But yeah, they've just announced it then cancelling the franchise.
0: Gone, done. Yep. We need a new. Um... I want a wreck is good, but I want like an old school destruction derby two, new school. I want like an old school. You're on fire with that with that guy that Tommy Rage or whatever his freaking name was. Um, yeah. uh, that that was great. I remember played the demo disc back in the day of demo discs on PlayStation, and I'd just play that I'd play that one hill hill valley, whatever the frigate it was, that when we come down the hill and hit the jump. Yeah. Um Destruction Derby, I wanna I want a remake of that. I'd love a remake of that. Um what else have I got? Uh any games you haven't been able to finish that you really wanted to, but you were you just couldn't do it.
1: Ninety percent of the games I play.
0: What time or just just? I was going to say don't. it's
1: more time that it's more. I get into a game, I end up getting busy with work or life or whatever, and just never go back to it. I'm really bad at. I do this with TV shows as well, where if there's a certain amount of time period, where if I don't go back to it, I will never go back to it.
0: Okay, I understand um, that with TV shows. I, I Dexter has taught me a very valuable lesson. Once you stop enjoying a TV show, and once you even stop enjoying hate watching a TV show, just let it go. You you don't care. The characters don't mean anything to you. Just let it go. You don't need to see it out. Just stop
1: watching. Um, I also learned not to get too invested into TV shows after Lost. (laughs) I Uh, I invested years of my life into that TV show. I may have
0: been a pretty hardcore regular on a Lost Facebook page. Um, But. yeah, lost. Yeah, I think Lost lost their way a little bit. Lost had so much potential to be. I mean, it's still it's still great. I still like it. But I mean, it's like it's like Game of Thrones. It. It's it's like Game of Thrones, man. Game of Thrones, I love, but the last season is just a rushed mess.
1: Here's a throwback for you for TV shows, and I massively got into this to the point where I was downloading episodes before they came out in New Zealand, and I was in message boards for it, and I got massively into it, and they lost their way. It was heroes.
0: I've never watched Heroes.
1: So, the original show? Original... It was on Channel 7,
0: wasn't it? It was on Channel 7 back in the day. I, I don't know
1: what it was on here. Um, but it's worth going back and rewatching. probably the first two seasons of it. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it lost its way in Season 3 and then got cancelled. And they brought the show back like 10 years later and did... Heroes rebooted or something like that. Okay. With the original char- Some of the original characters came back and it was just shit. Yeah. I think it only lasted one season when they tried to bring it back.
0: See, I think what I find now, like, and I think what I found now with like, TV shows and stuff um, is like they get cancelled so often nowadays that if the show's going to go one season where it possibly could have gone more and there's like a cliffhanger and you don't get to see it, I sort of wait till a show's going to get renewed for a second season, like Tulsa King. I really want to watch Tulsa King with, with Sylvester Stallone because by the same guys that do um, Yellowstone. But okay. I'm like, let's see if he's coming back for the second season and there's going to be a second season first because if it's if it's not designed as a one-season, eight-episode done, I don't want to get invested if it's going to get cancelled. Yep.
1: Absolutely. So. Uh, the pain of
0: cancellation, right? Do you find yourself. Do you play games on easy or do you play them on hard still?
1: Uh, I am guilty of going into the settings and changing them to easy if I find them too hard. Um, I usually. I'm, I'm, proud go and, and what,
0: okay. I'm proud to play them on easy. I'm proud to play. I wear playing on easy on my sleeve because time. Time is the I will, massive factor for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will always attempt to play a game on um, uh, whatever the. Mm, You know, the neutral sort of how it comes out of the box.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll always attempt to play it like that, but if I find it too hard, I have no shame in going to easy, especially since I'm a story-driven game player as well. It's like, oh, I'm playing this for the game, for the story as much as the game. I can tell you the last game I finished, that's probably an easier question to the last question you asked, was uh, Stray. Stray was good. I love Stray. I love. I'm I allergic to cats, but love I love stray. stray. Stray was great. I'm a cat person. I've got four cats, and they sat on the couch next to me, and they were just as invested in the game as I was.
0: Yeah, Stray was great. I, I really enjoyed Stray. I know a lot of people didn't like. I know a lot of people did like Stray, but I know a lot of people also didn't like Stray. But I thought Stray was very. good. I don't know anyone that didn't like Stray. There you go. There was sort of a backlash about Stray getting received so well. Oh, it was just a game where you wandered around as a cat. But I'm like, no, it was good. It was, did you play Stray? I mean, you know. When that game was
1: first announced at E3, I was all in. I was like, yep, give me this game. I want it and I want it now.
0: What's your Uh, biggest, what's your biggest letdown in gaming? Like (gasps) hype-wise, you've been G'd up for. See, I don't get hyped anymore. I just don't. I don't look at at trails or previews or anything.
1: This is an interesting one because it's a game I actually worked on. Okay. Um, it's a game that I worked on with one of your previous guests.
0: Okay. What What was the game?
1: Fallout seventy six.
0: Okay. Have you gone back to Fallout seventy six? I reckon I it's haven't. in a it's good a spot, brilliant spot now. Game now. I reckon it's, it's a in a good spot now. now. Yeah. But,
1: so basically, the previous guest I'm talking about is Noel, of course. Um, we worked on the launch of that game and I always say that we did our job really well. Because yeah. if you remember when that game was coming out, do you remember how many people were excited for it?
0: I remember being... Like, I've never been a massive Fallout dude. Like, like Fallout 4 was the first one I played and I played it for, I think, maybe 20 hours, 15 hours. Um, well, I remember you, when they announced Fallout 76. Fallout fan
1: I am. The only, if you ever look at my camera here, yeah. you'll see that shelf...
0: I said thumbs up.
1: There. The shelf there.
0: Yeah. Does is all Fallout? Wow.
1: It's the only game that I have a dedicated shelf to. It's all Fallout stuff. Um, I was really hyped about it. I was G'd because it was the first time I got to work on a Fallout game. Um, And like I said, I always say that the team at Bethesda and us as their agency, we did our job because in Australia and New Zealand, the hype was so real for this game. And... And the game came out, and you know, it was critically panned.
0: <laughs> you know what got me like in inve- Like it, I wasn't hyped for Fallout seventy six, but what got me invested was this trailer with the one of the best versions of Country Roads, Take Me Home. Oh, dude, that you've ever heard. And I will listen yeah. to that song on Spotify now because I listen to John Denver's, but I'm like, give me the Fallout version because it was just so. Never, I don't 100%. think there's been a trailer that's matched the song as good as that. Or maybe maybe Call where... of Duty with um Rolling Stones, but yeah.
1: Well, look, there's only one song that's banned from PAX.
0: What? This? Country Roads. Oh, it's banned, is it? It's gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you have a look at every year when uh, they put out the rules for PAX, it's yeah. got, you know, cos- cosplayers, uh, you know, they've got rules around not touching cosplayers and if you're going to take a photo, get permission, um, this, that, da, 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 da yeah. all the rules. And then there's uh, Fallout 76, oh, not Fallout 76, um, Country Roads is banned.
0: <laughs> no stairway denied. That's that's yeah. rough. <laughs> I, I think that was just amazing. I think that was just an amazing synergy between game and song. Um, I, just, I, I, I can't think of a... But yeah, besides Rolling Stones with with, um, Call of Duty, I can't think of anything else.
1: Here's how invested my wife and I were in Fallout 76. Because my wife loves Fallout more than I love Fallout. To the point where she, whenever a new Fallout game would come out, she would take a week off work. And I would go to work in the morning, come back, and she'd be sitting in the same spot I left her in. Crazy. Still playing, right? Uh, So we both loved Fallout, and we were both so hyped about being able to play. Fallout together. To the point where we bought a second TV to put in our lounge, and a second Xbox, one, yeah. so that we had two TVs and two Xboxes in our lounge, so that we could play Fallout together.
0: You can now get on Fallout seventy six and and hang around with each other now. You can do that now. They've they've fixed it. It's fun apparently.
1: Oh, well, look, we private used to be able server to get it. going. We used to be able to get in and play together, but it was just whether yeah. or not we were going to be able to get through the missions without the game glitching out. Yeah. But there was there was one there was one mission in particular that there was it was actually impossible to finish the mission.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: And you were just stuck in this endless loop of not being oh. able to finish the mission.
0: You yeah. You and we we chat about I think we'll chat about it with Noel too the days of not having patches for games and stuff you bought you bought the cartridge and that's it this is it yeah if the game if, was someone, broken, if someone found a bug, game breaking bug sorry wasn't broken, right? yeah it wasn't oh, maybe, the yeah. game
1: was never going to be broken because it mm. had to come out finished mm. but in yeah. saying that look games now compared to then are also a way bigger production oh, yeah. there's way yeah. more that goes into making a game now. Um yeah. You can't account for every PC on the market. You can't, yeah, all that sort of thing. It's, well, it's so, mo- so many moving parts. In- yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly. The biggest, the biggest th- disappointment though is if a game comes out on console and doesn't work, it should work on console.
0: Mm. Which yeah. one of
1: my favorite, one of my favorite jokes to tell, the gaming industry jokes is, do you know that the Cyberpunk edition? Um, limited edition xbox one is the first limited edition console to ever come out that cannot play its own game
0: <laughs> yeah that's good yeah it would not play on this i didn't have any problems with that i played it on uh i think i played it on the series x and it was it was like butter for me i was one of the lucky ones i think yeah, well, the I mean, consoles is, though, are standard, so they should be, you know, it should be the same experience for everyone, the limit, really.
1: The, the limited edition Cyberpunk console was the um, Xbox One S.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and the didn't Xbox like One
1: S could not run Yeah, Cyberpunk.
0: didn't like it. I had a big, beefy, big beefy Series X. It was good. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk was a fantastic game. Still these I, days I I'll buy myself one of those. Love it. Love Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was great. Um... All right, let's go. Let's see what have I got. What last question? We sort of touched on it before, but if you could fund a game, okay, well, there's two ways you can go about this. One, if you had, you had a decision, what game would you get rebooted? No, what would game would you get remade or rebooted or regenerate, re general, uh, you know, whatever, revitalized? Or if you could come up with a game and get one kick started, what would what would that be? Either 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 answer.
1: So if I could revitalize a franchise? Yeah. If I okay, if you had asked me this question a year ago, I had an answer. It would have been Silent Hill. Okay. Uh but out of nowhere this year they didn't just because there hasn't been a Silent Hill game for like 10 years. Yeah. Um and then this year out of nowhere they announced from having no games for the last 10 years announced five games are coming out over the next two years
0: they've done an avatar they've done a james cameron
1: yeah they've gone look you've been fucking complaining for long enough here have all of them
0: <laughs> he's everything <laughs> oh, okay yeah. all right. um
1: so that was that would have genuinely been the answer okay here you go i do have an answer and it is Silent hill related um do you remember the game that came out on the ps4 pt It was the Hideo Kojima Vision
0: for Silent Hill. PT, that rings a bell. What was that on? PlayStation what?
1: PS4. It was was released as a game called PT. It's an interesting marketing strategy that they did for that game. So they announced this game called PT. It was available now on the PS4 as a uh, demo. You could download it and play it. And it wasn't until you completed the demo that you found out it was actually a game. Uh, it was actually a teaser for a new Silent Hill that was going to come out.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yep. Um, And so uh, Hideo Kojima was making the new Silent Hill and it was going to have... uh, Who's the guy who ended up in... um, Norman Reedus. Yeah, Norman Reedus was going to be in the game and uh, all this sort of shit. And then Kojima had a falling out with Konami, left the company went and formed his own company and PlayStation actually removed PT from the PlayStation
0: store. Wow.
1: So my, my PS4 still has PT on it.
0: Oh, wow. Um, but you
1: can't download this game anymore. Um, and I would, if I dream scenario, if I could get a hold of the franchise and have, um, Hideo Kojima finish his vision, that would be my dream.
0: See, I would love to uh Guillermo del Toro had a bit to do with Elden Ring. No, was it? No, was, it, no, who, no, was he No, he wasn't in Elden Ring, was he? What Was he tied no, no, up no, no, with No, no See, was, was he um... Was he tied up with?
1: Well, he was going to be and he was going Guillermo del Toro was going to be a producer on the new Silent Hill. Um Was he, he? Up, okay. Uh, he ended he? up uh, doing the game with Kojima and Norman Reedus. Oh,
0: he did Death Stranding. Death Stranding ah, yeah. That's he the one he did. That. I said, yeah. I would he like was, to see he was
1: supposed him. In Salt House.
0: I would like to. Yeah, I would like to see him based just based purely on Pan's Labyrinth. I would like to see him be given the reins and free reign to do whatever the hell he wanted in video games and have someone make it. I think that'd be. Oh, think that'd be absolutely that'd be crazy!
1: It would be amazing. I, I think that's what Kojima should do next. Is let. Um, stand back and enable Elmo World to make a game. I'm
0: going to have to play Death Deathstream one of these days. I'm going to have to, I guess. I haven't just, played just it. To get, just to get Mads Mickelson's performance because, I mean, that that would be probably the only reason I play it. I'm not in, much interested in yeah. running if around, around with luggage. If
1: you get but... your hand on a PlayStation with PT on it, uh, that would be worth you streaming being somebody that doesn't like horror games.
0: Okay. I mean, I, know, I don't get scared. I, I mean, I'm... I very rarely get scared. I um, love
1: horror games. I love horror games, especially psychological horror games. Yeah. And.
0: Yeah, I like the psychological ones, yeah. Yeah. But, I played Visage and I turned it off. It was ball- I was bored shitless. Yeah. Did you play Visage? Um,
1: I haven't played that one.
0: Everyone's like the most okay. scariest game ever. I turned it off. It was rubbish. Yeah. Terrible.
1: If a, if a game terrible. relies on jump scares too much, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. No, um, it, was just,
0: it just had no atmosphere at all.
1: Yeah. Um, but PT was the first time I've played a horror game where I put down the pause the game, put down the controller, and had to walk away for half an hour to wow. compose myself.
0: Okay, wow. Uh, I would like to bring back the old and DOS game called Lighthouse, Megs. I've never heard of Lighthouse. I would like to bring back. I've mentioned it in, in the poll already today. I'd like to bring back uh, a Zork game. I'd love a new Zork game. I loved. I didn't enjoy oh, the text adventures pl- so much, but, but Return I, to Zork.
1: I used to play the text adventures at school on the Apple II.
0: Yeah, like the text adventures I didn't much get into, but I mean, Return to Zork was amazing. Nemesis, I really didn't. Nemesis was a lot darker than. Nemesis was a real departure from like the thematics with Zork, but Grand Inquisitor was amazing. It was really funny, it was really well written. It had that guy that's in every movie. Um, good puzzles, good logic stuff. Um, yeah. I would really love a, a new Zork franchise game. It would never happen, but I would love to. Yeah.
1: Look, there were some amazing games uh, in the Doom clone era of PC gaming as well that I'd like to sort of see if they could bring back. And I'm not talking about like Duke Nukem and stuff. Duke Nukem's time has passed. Yeah. Uh but there's this cool game called Rise of the Triad that I used to play.
0: That rings a bell. That does um, ring a bell actually. Rise of the, Rise triad. the triad. Rise of the Triad. Oh that, oh that looks very doomish. Uh
1: so there's Rise of the Triad and Yep. it was yeah, there you go. It was really cool and there was another one i can't remember what it was called but it was one that was based in like the middle ages okay for the life of me i can't think of what it was called but i loved it and it was a doom clone
0: i yeah this this looks yeah this is yeah i used to love um simpson doom i think that was the one of the best mods i've ever played simpson doom was fantastic oh i never played that i did never play the Christmas Simpsons... oh, quake Simpsons... Simpson Doom was great. Um Aliens Aliens do Alien Doom was good too. The WOD files, the old Alien Doom. It's game over, man. It's game over. It was really good fun. Yeah. I um I Rise of the Triad Doomish game well designed. Heretic was another good one. Heretic rings a bell. Heretic,
1: Heretic was money. good. I've got Heretic on the Nintendo
0: sixty four. I was it's listening one of my to only competing
1: boxes. Nintendo 64 games. That's why I know I've got it off the top of my head.
0: This game's reminded me a bit of that, that space game that was on, like, Windows 95 that came, like, with it. You would, like, drive around. You know, I'm going to have to find it now that I've said that.
1: Oh, is that the one that was, like, it was uh, kind of like an orb spaceship thing?
0: Yes. Windows 95 game. Uh, space game that reminds me of that just the way he was going through the walls and stuff then uh what was it called hover was it hover it's called hover it might have been yeah it was hover this one this one it was hover yeah this is it the old hover now oh, i've got close captions on yeah okay go it gets that just reminded me of that Of <laughs> that game that we just saw <laughs> reminds me of hover oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that was cool i
1: was just yeah. literally just having a look
0: did you uh, yeah. I was sitting about in the car the other day, I was listening to Weezer of all things. Weezer have got this new um cover album too. Oh, it's not new, it's a couple of years old now. But um and I the, the old school when we got Windows ninety five, it was such a big thing. Like Windows ninety five was an absolute revelation, international sensation. Um the yeah. it came with full motion video of of Weezer with um, oh yes! With um, what's with these homies still in my girl? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That, Okay, so that's, <laughs>
0: that's how I found out about Weezer was me too. Windows, Windows ninety five Weezer, yeah. Yep. Uh, Rocker, thank you for the um, raid, Rocker. How you doing, Rocker? Thank you for the raid. Really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: it's Rocker Mummy. I know Rocker
0: Mummy. This, this is the first. I think the first motion, full motion video that I like Windows ninety five. It was it was Weezer and Buddy Holly. And the game still, the song song still slaps.
1: Here's here's to go back a wee bit on the uh, the Doom clone era. How many problematic games that were really good games at the time, but you probably can't do them anymore because they're a wee bit racist or sexist.
0: Oh god, there's so many. There's so many. Um so like I mean, you, uh, Shadow you, you Warrior. Could, you, you couldn't do Duke Nukem. Like you just couldn't make that now. Um, yeah, Duke even, Nukem's a
1: prime example.
0: But do, Even do lit- you remember
1: the game Shadow Warrior?
0: No. Uh, can I look up so that? Shadow or...
1: Warrior was a brilliant <laughs> game. It was basically you're a ninja or you're a... Um, okay. I'll uh, give you an example of the racism in the game. The main character's name is Lo Wang.
0: Oh, God. How long ago is I this game? Against- Nine years ago?
1: Uh, 97.
0: Oh, 97. Oh, no, this is the game, though, but it's it's newer.
1: A, there is a new version, I think.
0: Oh, it was Devolver Digital, was it? Of course, it was. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't mind doing things that are wee bit problematic. No, uh, Redneck Rampage was another one.
0: Redneck, Redneck Rampage, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Legisit Larry, I was, um, I want to play some Legisit Larry, but I mean, you can't do it, you can't play it. But ah. there's new ones called. Um, actually, they were very cheap on Fanatical. Last week they were like two dollars. You could get the entire Legislat Larry catalogue for two dollars and no for free, I think. And then the new two ones, the new two Larry games that have come out, Wet Dreams Don't Dry and Wet Dreams Dry Twice, or whatever they were called. Um, they were like two dollars. And I watched a playthrough, I watched Zeke, uh Ezekiel the third play through some of it, and I'm just like you can't, you can't play. You can play them in the in the privacy of your own computer room, but I mean, you can't really stream that shit anymore. You just can't. It's so sexist. So you just can't. You just can't play it anymore. You can't stream it anymore.
1: Oh, I remember putting in text into those games, and it was all like show boobs and things. <laughs> that I had to see as a kid trying to see what I could get the game to do.
0: Yeah, come again. Yeah, you couldn't play. You could pro- You might get away with Carmageddon now. I think
1: you could make Carmageddon You could probably
0: get away with that now just because it's violent. I mean, America loves violence more than boobs and innuendo, out your endos. America's got a fixation with sex is bad, but violence is cool. Uh, Um, Strife. Strife, the game I was thinking of. Postal. And uh, Manhunt. Manhunt, actually, when I was watching that GTA documentary, Manhunt had a lot to do with some of the stealth mechanics that eventually got put into GTA. Manhunt. Great. They they dragged a lot of shit from Manhunt for GTA.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. And Tops and Rockstar Tops t- uh, table tennis, which I still would love for them to remake that because that was an amazing game.
1: I don't even know about this game.
0: Top Rockstar table tennis, that was amazing. That was I their first. That was their first example of the new engine they had to build because their old engine they they weren't allowed to use that it presents,
1: anymore. That game stable it
0: still looks I think it still looks good. It was amazing. It was on the 360. I
1: oh, look I would watch the video, but it'll
0: probably make my stream stall out. But it's um, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bring it up here. But it was it was um I'm just looking at the still It was for the it was the very first uh very first game on that new engine that they were trialling for GTA. This game oh, still so looks it was good, how they man. Tried it. Look at it. It still looks
1: good. It it still stands see, up had, this game. Uh, see, Bully's another game that I don't think you could remake.
0: You couldn't make Bully. No, you couldn't make Bully anymore. I th- I did hear whispers that they were doing that, but you couldn't make it anymore.
1: I shouldn't say that. I heard. I remember hearing uh, re- that they were going to remake Bully, but I don't think you could.
0: GTA getting pulled from the shelves. Yeah, because GTA had the hot coffee. Yeah, the hot coffee. Got yeah, them. but yeah.
1: That, yeah, it's funny because you guys over here in Australia had games banned that weren't banned in New Zealand. So, um. Was it GTA five that was banned here? Or GTA? San,
0: 4? San, San, I think sent I got a copy of yes, one of them was banned. I think it was GT I think it was San Andreas because I got a copy from Mighty Ape from New Zealand, yeah. which was the R eighteen version that you could actually
1: that's partake right. in got, partake in relations the yeah. and then
0: run them over and get your money back.
1: That's right. So I remember it got right, cut out of the Aussie version. It got pulled from the shelves and then you yeah. guys had got an edited version. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got, I think the only Rockstar game that got pulled from shelves in New Zealand was Manhunt.
0: Yeah, that didn't last long anyway, I don't think. Yeah, no, oh, no, I I the-
1: still, oh no, Australia and New Zealand are still the only two countries where it's illegal to own that game.
0: I wonder if I've got, actually I might even have that still here, hold on, hold on. Hold on.
1: Well, look, I know that Noel's got like three copies of it, he won't sell me one. friend of mine back oh, in the day. Oh, no, this
0: is the, no, that's the, um. Oh, that's the MA version. No, it, it mustn't have been, it mustn't have been San Andreas. What was it? It must have been, no, it must have been San Andreas. Uh, no, I had one that had like an R18 I think thing it, I on think it. it might have
1: been 4.
0: Was it 4? I'm pretty
1: sure 4 got banned here. Yeah. Sega CD had Night Trap and... So I had Night Trap as well. Night Trap was was actually just caught up in political bullshit. It wasn't even that bad of a game. Um, it was another game that was recently. Was it Hello Neighbor? It was banned. That they had trouble releasing here in Australia because you've got to take drugs.
0: Australia has a problem with drugs that give you benefits. Yeah. If if you if you're taking a, a drug that will give you a positive uh benefit then they don't like it.
1: Yeah.
0: I cannot find my GTA 4. That was GTA 4. I can't find it. It's not here. I've got yeah. GTA I've got GTA 3. I've got Vice City. I've got all the GTAs. I've got Midtown Madness 3. I've got Simpson's Hit & Run on Xbox which I would love to get remade. Yeah. Um I've got Spider-Man on Xbox which you never see nowadays either. Uh, what else have I got there?
1: Look, I yeah, think they... it just goes to show, Jared, that um, New Zealand is the superior country. Oh, we know to that. We, we know that. For... It's we... a superior country to live for video games in particular because our games don't get banned and we get uh, Xbox family and uh, friends and you guys don't.
0: Uh, yeah, I put out a Twitter. <laughs> it was tongue in cheek, but. <laughs> Someone's like, oh really? That's a that's a, I think grin's like, oh really? I'm like no it's obviously dripping in sarcasm.
1: Was, a response to you. That's an extreme reaction. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like obviously it's dripping in sarcasm. Um let me yeah. let me I'm gonna find it uh where is it here? So Larry Just
1: Larry Larry actually hur- I've met him, lovely dude.
0: So Larry tweeted out Finally, we're getting Xbox Game Pass Family. It's coming to Chile, Hungary, Israel, New Zealand, South Africa, and Sweden. My question is, though, like, we, us and NZ, are so far down, like, together. I get that That's, we're sort of a, whoa, we're whoa. a bigger, wider country. I get it, like, I mean, we're more spread out. But, I mean, if it's going to come to New Zealand, like, if it's going to come to Australia, why not come to New Zealand? If it's going to come to New Zealand, why not come well, to, I, to Australia? I've inside
1: baseball for you. There is no Xbox New Zealand
0: well i did well then that 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 led me to there my used, tweet there used
1: to be in xbox new zealand and they shut down xbox new zealand and there's just one xbox now xbox australia and new zealand so it's very strange that they've made the decision to only release it in new zealand
0: well then that led to my tweet which is uh new zealand And no Australia, whoa, mate, whoa. Just because there are suddenly millions of Kiwis every single time there's a time zone game launch. You've seen this Xbox ANZ? You see this favoritism? Surprised you ain't changed your name to Xbox NZ now.
1: Oh, my God. Do you know what I used to love? (laughs) I haven't done this in years, but back in the day when uh, I was still living in New Zealand and working in the gaming industry in New Zealand, I used to love getting on Twitter at midnight, game launches. And yeah. trolling Americans with yeah, photos yeah. Oh, of the games so I was good. playing. Yeah, and but also pissed off Australians that I got to play a game two hours before them.
0: Isn't it funny how everyone's a kiwi? That's how I tweet about. Everyone's a kiwi now because everyone uses a VPN or just sets yeah. your Xbox to New Zealand. I think. I think. I think global. I think. I think every game should just come globally. Like it should just be all globally. You Should, you should
1: just do a global drop.
0: And the fact that now we've now got consoles coming, games coming out before PC games, they're both getting delivered digitally, but we're getting console games before PC. Like something needs to change there with the way they're doing things. It needs to be all out at the same time on everything. Bang!
1: I can't remember which game I worked on. There was a game that I worked on the launch for, and secretly, like they had a rolling launch um that was public and they you know they put out the whole map and everything like they normally do with mm. the, you can play it this time australia can play it this time blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and what they decided like 24 hours before launch but they didn't publicize it is that the entire because they just couldn't be fucked with dealing with yeah a rolling launch yeah at S- midnight switch. in new zealand yeah globally it got launched yeah uh, so they, they can do it and it has been done
0: they should have dropped it yeah yeah, they
1: They're
0: well they the once. they they should just do that. It's 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 so, you know you know what I've been trying to champion for years um, is the fact that especially even more it's even more prominent now. But as a as a game fan, it was always a, a thing because you want to know when the launch is and when or when the conference when E three is and this. Yeah. Why the fuck is Australia? Why is Sydney not part of all their time zone calculations on these things? Like you've got Eastern, you've got Pacific, you've got GMT, you've got this. Where is That's a good question.
1: Uh, I mean, it's one of the biggest things that w- uh, we've had to do with clients that I've had in the past is come up with assets for um, Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that for our region because the global assets didn't mention us.
0: I've had to ch- – uh, I, um, I did a X- co-stream. Xbox are of,
1: really good. The team at Xbox ANZ are really good at putting They're good at
0: doing that. They do do that. I um, had to do opening night do live. Opening night live with Jeff Keighley. I had to. They gave you assets to change your stuff when you're co-streaming and stuff. I think. Yeah. I think I've, I pinpoint what it is. It's the fact that we're on a different day, Australia, New Zealand, and not the Thursday. We're the Friday. Like it, it's. And they don't want to have to put Absolutely. another day. They don't want to have to put up another day in the thing. Yeah. Like it's 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 silly. Like how. How are we not on the map? Like, get us on the map so we don't have to keep doing calculations. These embargoes that I constantly get, I've got to get an abacus out and try and work out what the fuck these embargoes yeah. are to make sure I'm not breaking some contract.
1: Your yeah, mod saying Riders Republic may have done it. It may have. I didn't work on that game, though.
0: Riders Republic is a fantastic game. That, that brings back a bit of California games, actually. Riders Republic is fantastic.
1: Well, the interesting part about Riders Republic is, I don't know if it's still in there, but there is if you use the code... In the game. Um yeah, the Boys? Yeah. yeah. hopefully I'm talking about the right game here. But I think it's Riders Republic if you use the code Year the Boys. It unlocks Becuto merchandise for your character.
0: It unlocks what merchandise? Deckado. What's that? What merchandise? Yeah, Haro. Oh HUDO? Yeah in Riders republic
1: really i'm pretty sure it's Riders republic okay is it is, is Riders republic the mountain biking game
0: yeah there's mountain biking in it yeah
1: let me double check okay it might be a different game i might be getting confused okay no, it's descenders i'm thinking of descenders
0: oh descenders yes yes so
1: in descenders if you put in the code there's a somewhere where you can input a code and yeah you put it in if you put in year the boys
0: yeah. Jack Hutto merchandise. Wow, okay, that's cool. That's cool. He's, he's, he's Mo- huge Jack on the. Uh, the I met him down at Pax. He's huge in um, on the on the on the GTA uh, roleplay. Massive, doing the drift and yeah, all yeah, of yeah, stuff, cool. doing crazy um, stuff.
1: He was my off for like five years.
0: Yeah, no, no, nice guy. I chatted him for a bit down at the um the Pax Gala thing at the at Fortress. Um, no, top top lock. Very good, very good. All right. Well, I think that's that's all the questions I've run through. Um, I've I've got through everything I need to get through. You got, you got any last thoughts? Any last?
1: No, no, uh, no. I, look, I, to be honest, I think we barely touched on. um uh, thing, Retro we, gaming. But... We get on.
0: We get on such a tangent. This is what it's about, though. Like, I mean, I'm gonna have oh, Noel right. back again. Is, I'll get you back. Show again. Show like, it's I just love... tangents. Yeah. It's it's. I love
1: coming on shows and going on tangents. Um. Yeah. A good friend of mine. He's got a podcast. He's in Hawaii, and. I go on his show once a year, and every yeah. year the show goes for four or five hours, yeah. and he had trouble editing it down for audio because it goes for so long. Um, yeah, but it's because we start talking about one thing and go off on tangents, and we get excited. And That's
0: exactly it. Like it's, it's, it's there's a reason. Jerdman's in the title. like we can do whatever the fuck we want. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you so much for coming on. Um. It's still very early in the in the life cycle of this show. I've done a few little improvements just for tonight's episode. I do have a big screen thing that I did not get to show off, but I, I guess I can show it off now. It'll probably work now. We can have a look at my Steam library. There it is. Look, there's my Steam hey. library there. Look, a nice big screen to zoom in there. Uh, we are playing this game right after this. We are playing that I'm currently installing, so I had not installed it yet, Chef Life Simulator. That's what we're going to be playing uh, right after this pod is done and there it is there that's the game oh that looks shit on that screen we'll go back to that screen oh it's a knock-on game and do that yes Um. yeah we're doing Chef Life we're we're going to be uh, trying to get a Michelin star and using tweezers to put food on plates and all sorts of shit so yeah. uh, we're going to be checking that out right up next there we go thank you so it's much good. for coming on I really really appreciate you taking the time especially at midnight on a Thursday night it is late night shopping but I mean we're not shopping um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on board. Um, you can go hit up fed mcawesome at at fed Awesome on Twitter, and I'm assuming you you Google that and it will be everything. There's TikTok yep. and there's Insta, there's everything. There's a link yeah, look, tree, there's, Go to my Twitter. Everything.
1: There's a link there to all my links. It's, there. it's all there. You can get all there.
0: You can get me on everything. Uh, if you go, you search Jerdman, you will find me on whatever I'm, whatever platform. There's only probably one Jerdman in the entire world. You can get me on everything. The Jibber Jabbing with German Podcast is available on video format on YouTube. That'll be up in the next few days. Uh, it's on Apple as well, and it's on Spotify. This is the Jibber Jabbing with German Podcast. Thank you so much, Fed, for coming on in. I appreciate you hey, spending the time you, here.
1: Uh, I'll see you in about two weeks' time in Melbourne. Uh,
0: exactly, Game Expo. I'm looking forward to looking forward to the Game Expo. All right, thank you so much, uh, and we will see you on the next pod, episode three. I'm going to try, and we've had three dudes on. I'm going to try and spice them up a little bit, so stay tuned to see who the next guest is, probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Hit the follow button on all the things that you're currently listening to it on, and uh, go follow German on Twitch. Go do that. Goodbye, everybody.